Hello, and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Uh, we have called an audible for this evening. We were supposed to be recording the two towers, uh, but we've decided to go in another direction. Um, another one of our, uh, the first of our, I guess we're calling this the B-Sides, right? Didn't we settle on that? B-Sides, um, B-Sides, yes. The name right. is fe- flexible. <laughs> we haven't yeah. figured that well, out yet. Well, I mean, te- technically, technically, we did have a pilot episode, but... Yeah. Yeah, this this is related to the the second half of the A Few Good Men show and the comedy uh talk that you guys had. Um we're basically gonna do a discussion of fan service in movies and TV and other popular media. Um we have a fairly large panel. We will also start with some uh general uh news items for recent films and television developments. Let's begin with um, and I know we talked about this a little bit on the uh, Away Missions pod this weekend with Boris and Milos. Um, but let me get to the panel first, too, actually. We have Brendan Krause. Hello. Brent Perry. Oi, oi. Josh Krugner. Ohiris. <laughs> Justin Ayat. What up? And Milos. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. So, uh, before we get into the larger fan service discussion, um, and as I said, we talked about this slightly on the uh, the last Away Missions pod, but because we have different people in the room tonight, I wanted to get other thoughts on this. Uh, it was recently announced that Paramount was pulling the uh, Star Trek IV film off their release schedule after the departure of Matt Shackman to direct Fantastic Four. Um, basically showing that this film for like the third time in the last six years is completely dead again. And I would expect that it never picks up traction again. Um, anybody have any thoughts? Um, it makes I me think... happy because Shackman is a hack. He directed two of the worst episodes of Game of Thrones. And it gives me hope that Paramount will not be able to make a new Friday the 13th movie during current year. So... I'm very happy. What do those uh, two I, have to do with each other? Huh? What does Friday the 13th being made or not have to do with that? Par- Paramount owns, uh, or owns Friday the 13th, and there's like a whole legal dispute that's been raging for decades. And uh, they just announced they were going to make a new one. And I, for one, do not want to see a transgender Jason. <laughs> okay. Fair, Fair enough. Fair. Uh, for for me, I I actually think it's a good thing because tying into the bigger discussion here, like I think they need to do more of like fan service to get the fan base back on track, and you're just not going to get that with fucking Bad Robot. Like they're only dedicated to their universe, nothing else. And it's like, no, there's a big fucking Star Trek universe, and like the fans are dying for some kind of nostalgia bite. So hopefully they will do that and not do it wrong. Okay. Uh, Brendan, I don't know that I've ever asked you that much about Trek stuff, so I'm curious what your thought here is. Uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest Trek fan. Um, uh, I mean, the three films we found before set in the universe, they're fine, I guess. Um, I I can't say I'd feel strongly one way or another about a fourth one happening. Um, And I feel like... uh, the, Beyond didn't make that much money, did it? Or no, that was the worst. Worst of the three. 
money wise, yes, I thought it was better than Into Darkness, but yeah, it, it was the most Star Trekky, but yeah, I was saying, I like that one the best out the new one, yeah. Yeah. But. but it just they they'd already lost the fucking the core of their fan base yeah. with Khan and that whole oh it's not Khan it's not Khan surprise it's exactly what everyone thought it was like it was Khan it was Khan Khan staring our fucking favorite Khan. favorite actor on this podcast Bendy Dick Cumbersnatch he was not Indian I wanted my representation no <laughs> they did a whole they did a whole thing in the there there were a bunch of side comics printed at that time that were supposed to like fill in gaps for that stuff and they Which... actually and they actually made the argument that uh section 31 race swapped him and that's how they got Cumberbatch. well wow. see my problem with that was if you can't find a way to put it in your movie you're not telling a full story yeah Right, Remember like, when a I Chinese guess. guy became a white guy and die another day. That that's what that mm-hmm. shit reminded me of. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, you know what I wish. You know what I wish they did include though. Not to kind of derail it a little bit, but um, you remember those um, prequel comics to the first JJ movie, where oh. they showed like Picard and Data well before, and um, what was Data? He was resurrected. Uh, well, yeah, he was resurrected, but he was resurrected through B4's body. Yeah. And so what they did is they used B4 um, and put all of Data's stuff into him. So essentially it was Data, but it was not really Data. So he was a little different. But anyway, so um, all that stuff was like in a four-issue epi- uh, four prequel comic. And it told the whole story about how Spock um tried to save um Romulus and then how the whole universe splintered off and they only talk about it a little bit in the movie but I kind of wish they kind of maybe melded it together a little more in that first one I thought that would have been interesting like seeing like Picard maybe at like the beginning like you know with Spock it's so weird to think back like that first JJ movie Eric Bana was still a thing yep And now he's like, how long ago was that? And now he's doing like really low budget shit. And honestly, I re- yeah, I mean, I rewatched it like, like what a couple weeks ago, and man, he's just like Eric Bana is just like awful in that in that role. And I just wish they had gotten somebody else to. He do was what good he was in doing. exactly one movie. He has yeah. moments in it, but to me, it's like mm. you know, it was it was what a year after the Dark Knight, and I think they were like, hey, Eric. Do a Romulan Joker, and it was like yeah. weird, weird shit where he's talking through fake teeth, and it was just like, oh my god! Well, and, he like... kept, and, and he kept talking as if like everybody, he kept talking to Spock as if like Spock was his Spock, and it's like, like these people have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's I think like, some of, you know, you're right that some uh, of the background in those comics would have helped the movie if they yeah. move it in there. I mean, not well, necessarily the. Michael the the first it. rule of officially licensed promo comics is they never have anything to do with the movie. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Michael Bay did that a lot with the Transformer stuff. Like, he, 90% of the story would be told in the comic books, and then you get, like, a <clears throat> what would have been, like, a two-issue arc for the movie that's all the action, and there's none of the setup. And it's like, if you can't mix both of them together and tell it all in one, you're not making a full movie. Like That's because mm-hmm. Michael Bay's illiterate. 
well, <laughs> fair enough. Allegedly. But, uh, uh, that would not shock me. It okay. really wouldn't. Uh, but just, anyway, uh, yeah, so anyway, going back to the actual movie itself, yep. um, uh, I'm not surprised that it shelved. Um, it makes sense. I mean, they, they, I think we talked about it before with the original idea. Um, they tried to make a, an announcement for the fourth movie, and none of the actors were even signed on. They didn't even know that there was going to be an announcement. So it well, kind of makes sense that Paramount is kind of dropping the ball on everything movie-related. And um, it almost seems like maybe they're going to try to, depending on what happens with um, Kurtzman, um, it kind of seems like if they do a movie type of thing, I think it's going to end up being based on one of these shows. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think it's going to end up being maybe a Discovery movie, maybe um, maybe not Picard. They could do maybe a Strange not Picard, New World movie now. I'd be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could do a Strange New Worlds movie. Like I think it, I think it's going to be one of those two. Like you won't see like the lower decks people in live action or something. Maybe they do an animated movie, but I don't even think they do that. I think they, I think it's going to be a live action and it's going to be either a discovery movie to end it, or it's going to be like a strange new worlds type of thing. Yeah. But like, do they really have the audience base there for discovery to do? No, no, I don't think they do. No. Right. No, they strange don't, new but world, they're going to do it anyway, because that's what they're doing. In a couple of years, if, in a couple of years, if Strange New Worlds trends the way it is, and it's kind of getting the fan base back, then I think they that could, one might. Yeah, then I think they could do. Yeah, that if if you want to look at the current TV shows, Strange New Worlds is the one that you want to make a movie on mm -hmm. at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's, it's the best. It's, well, the it's the best. Like, the the at the same time, and we and we covered this on the pod, uh, partially, I guess. There's, it's such a big universe. Like, there's so many you can do. Mm -hmm. like, pick a new crew, do something else, get them lost somewhere else. Like, there's so much material that you can cover. It's like, and you can do I mean, it. They... When we're talking fan service, like, you can do it in a way that you can make it tricky and still, like, removed for, from everything else to the point where it's not obstructing whatever it is you're doing with current TV Hashtag shows. make Voyager great again. Yeah. Well, I, I was I was gonna say that you know because of because of Seven of Nine being in Picard and because of all the talk of a Janeway show because of her being in Prodigy and and then bringing back Chakotay and stuff like that you know you could see a Voyager movie now you know because a lot of people were like oh yeah you fucked over DS Nine you fucked over you know uh, Voyager back then you You're know already you fucking like, over them in the next generation cast with Picard like. Yeah, the, and it's the like... problem is there's no mainstream appeal for Voyager. Mm -hmm. Like the JJ movie was based yeah. on the original series crew because people knew them, and yeah. and because there was no recent movies like the Next Generation cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like Star Trek has not had mainstream <laughs> appeal since TNG. Yeah, yeah. I it's... mean, either that or I mean, I would what argue you really first would JJ movie, but yeah, in general terms. But even that, like, was trying to bring it back to what it was because the fucking next generation movies went so fucking off the rails fast and the furious style right like yeah. Yeah. but honestly if i'm if i'm them if i'm them i would just go like i wouldn't even do anything based on anything that's happening i would just go if if you're if you want to continue on the jj one 
they do something with a new cast in the JJ one. But if you want to just, if you want to go all in on the Prime Universe or whatever Paramount's version of the Prime Universe is now, um, just go with like a new cast and just go with whatever decade you want to go into. So if you want to do it in the Picard era, then do a new cast, do it in the Picard era, and you know, explain what you need to explain. And then just start with this new cast and then just do like three, four, five movies with this new cast and see what happens. You yeah, know? Star Trek story is what X-Men did and just use the JJ movies as like the first class era. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. now they're up to like, you know, TNG and they, they can bring in like the uh, fucking Ty Sheridan, Sophie Turner cast and they can be like mm-hmm. TNG. Bring, bring, yeah. in, bring in McAfoy to be uh, Picard. I yeah, saw a rumor that that's exactly what they intend to do with it. Make, make his whole career just fucking young Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh. Dude, I would watch an Excalibur remake with McAvoy and Fassbender tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, they, they are, they are, even though, even though, but like. The way things are going, Patrick Stewart's probably just going to sign his face over to a company and just be fucking making robot movies for the rest of the fucking time anyway. So. Well, yeah. like Bruce Willis? Exactly. Like Bruce Bruce or did. James Earl Jones. He, came out said he didn't actually do that. Like Barry. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he's also fucking lost his barbell. So I mean, yeah. as an as an outsider looking in on Trek, I feel like kind of like uh, I mean, obviously, you know, errors are important, but like you need like the, I mean, it's all for nothing if you don't have like a good creative behind it. Mm-hmm. I, they need to like find their, you know. This is the popular one, like you know, they're Kevin Feige, quote unquote. You know, someone who like guys, someone who has thing. a has an actual I mean, idea for the franchise, yes, because they yeah, can't Mike do what is, Kennedy was got. I'm, no I'm not there. the I'm not the big Star Trek this, fan, but I, I, I would bring back a, do everything in Paramount, like literally yeah. everything. Just yeah, make everything Ronald, Yeah, I bring in. Uh, he's done a lot of Trek stuff that I liked. I don't know if you guys like his stuff. Ronald D. Moore, Mister oh, BSG yeah. himself. I mean, oh, yeah. he is. Oh, Talk God. about a guy that only yeah. makes sci-fi hits. I mean, he he's one of the all-time mm-hmm. greats. He's still, Back you know, Back he's up proven with for all mankind. He's still, you know, he's still. Well, that's got just it. someone, someone like that. As long as they have an actual vision and like idea yeah. for like a ten-year stretch of the franchise, yeah. not just the and, one movie, but like yeah. where you could branch off. And, and, and stuff. He, he strikes me as someone who would like you know sit down and like map out. Okay. Well, he was do this time. He was. Uh, heavily involved with Deep Space Nine in the later years, and then they tried to force him over to Voyager, and he was like, this show's a piece of shit, I'm out of (laughs) here. And And it's such a shame to bring in Mike Flanagan. He, he like, revitalized horror. He's big old sci-fi nerd. I'm sure he's a Trek fan. Let him fucking take the reins. You know what would be hilarious? Is if they brought in uh, J. Michael uh, Straczynski. Yeah. And had him do had him do a Star Trek thing because he was the one. Now this is all story and innuendo, but I tend to believe it. He was the one that came up with the idea for Deep Space Nine, and then they told him to go fuck himself. And I mean, it was him, him, and made, and Peter David uh, did Star Trek novels yeah. and shit. Yeah, and then he went and made Babylon Five, and then they ended up making Deep Space Nine with like essentially all of his ideas, and then called like. Babylon 5, like a Deep Space Nine ripoff or whatever. And you know, so it would be hilarious if they like brought him back to like do like creative on a Star Trek movie. 
I don't know about a movie, but if you want to relaunch Star Trek as like a TV like entity and like have it so like you could spin off like from like Next Generation to Deep Space Nine to Voyager and have two or three like shows running at the same time. I think someone like Sam Raimi would actually be a really good choice. Just give him a fucking set down in New Zealand. Let him cast all these fucking B-rated actors that he fucking finds. Because look at how many of them turned out to be fucking superstars from Xena and fucking Hercules, right? Yeah. Like that shit would be hilariously awesome. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. I would you love to like Sam Raimi in fucking you, Star Trek. As long as he doesn't have the studio breathing down his neck and he's allowed to just do something weird and like, I think he'd actually have a vision for a, a franchise like that that could work, that could actually get him could, on track. Which and he could actually he could actually pull off wrestling in space. You know what I mean? He could bring in like Roman Reigns or something as like some weird alien that has to wrestle like you know somebody on the crew or whatever. Just like they brought in Rock to yeah, be on, on uh, Voyager. Wrestle Jerry Wayne planet, yeah. and sort of Voyager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's more and more locations. Yeah, he's saying he didn't direct Randy. that movie. What'd you say, huh? Josh? No, there's, 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 there's more and more audio every day of Sam Raimi being like, I didn't really direct Doctor Strange 2. Oh, no. He directed yep. like two scenes. Yeah. 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 yeah like the ones and that are like very Raimi shots. <laughs> Okay. We said that when we did our review, like it's there's two I, shots, I two scenes that are really feel like Raimi, and the rest of it is just cut together B team fucking Marvel stuff. That's the same as every fucking Marvel product. Segway. Hey, don't say anything bad about the B team. Uh, oh, fair enough. Segway. Uh, <laughs> Brent, you just gave us our Marvel segue. We have um, two news items relating to the MCU stuff. Uh, the recent announcement that the Armor Wars Disney Plus TV show is now a movie. Um, I actually they're gonna make Rhodey gay. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for it. 104 year old on They're like, guess who's going to be gay? Well, what like, would well, you everybody else in the relationship? Josh, what what would you rather have? Given how much I know you dislike this character, would you rather have him be gay or would you rather have him banging Carol? <laughs> I don't have any problems with Rhodey. Make him gay. <laughs> Maybe because uh, I mean my my philosophy yeah. is make everybody gay and black and Rhodey has been black since day one so gay maybe he's gonna be maybe he's only gonna be attracted to robots in the ultimate fan fucking like the ultimate fucking like weird head cannon you bring back Terrence Howard as a gay boyfriend yeah really about to say I have no interest in the movie unless they bring back Terrence Howard and like, <laughs> there you go and he starts I don't think Terrence Howard is found on a Disney set yeah. Yeah, they, I want um, to come back as a scientist who's like you know trying to push his teriology. You know, two plus two equals three. Oh, so you want him to do Steiner math? Basically, yeah. <laughs> you think this one will work better as a movie? Like, it never made sense to me that it was going to be a TV show anyway. Well, if they've only I got never enough read plot, words, so I was if, just like, I don't care. If they've only got enough plot for what they have written for a two-hour movie, then make it a two-hour movie. Don't drag mm -hmm. it out to an eight-episode show where you fill it out with so much padding that it sucks. Yep. And apparently, then I mean, it's going to end up a Nobi again. Isn't, isn't exactly. Williams a thing now? Uh, yeah, yeah it's, like, I've seen pictures thing. of. Yeah, it might be. She's showing up. It probably oh, will. Riri be. was. In, uh, Riri was just in the. Riri was just in the uh, Black Panther trailer. Yeah, so I mean, you could always have. Go ahead. Her introduction is in Black Panther. 
that's coming. Yeah. So I mean, what what they could do is they could have her in a Iron War. I'm, I'm assuming she's probably going to be in an Iron Wars movie with Rhodey, and then you know maybe it's you know uh, him working with Wakandan people. I mean, who knows? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, is she that's... from? I don't want to. I guess I don't want to go into too much spoilers. I guess for people who are listening, but. Is she Wakandan, no, or does she from, go to like from, one of those Wakanda schools? She's from Detroit. No, she's from oh, okay. Detroit. She's a, like a yeah, because I thought she was like supposed a, to be from like Chicago. Or something. She's like a fourteen-year-old girl genius who like she goes to like oh. MIT or something. As a, like that. as a result of the um, Civil War II event in the comics, uh, where at the end of it, Carol beats Tony into a coma, and no one cares. Um, she basically. Uh, designs her own Iron Man suit while living at MIT, and because she tells her teacher to, te- her teacher keeps saying like you can fucking do whatever you put your mind to, and she's like, well, tell me something I can't be, and she said, I don't know, Tony Stark. So like it's it's kind of a yeah, it was oh, like a the, weird the way to start. Yeah, no, but I meant but I meant like in the movie. Oh, like, I, I meant know. in the movie is she is she like do we know if like she's Wakandan or. If they just like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna try to. Yeah. that's a newer character. I think they'll try to keep it closer to the. If if they do anything, she's probably gonna be just a kid from like the fucking project home that, but to yeah. about at the end of the movie. Oh, then, I bet that's yeah, what it's been that way. Right? You're right. I forgot. Yeah, because that's that's what I was. Yeah, because that's why I was wondering <laughs> if she was from one of those Wakandan schools. No, they'll they probably tie her in. They'll probably tie her in more through that if they tie her to the Black Panther at all. If not, she's just a super smart girl that went to Wakanda and built a suit. Which, yeah. with Marvel, that could just be all that you get, too. Mm. Well, she's gonna be non-binary, though. Don't forget that. Okay. Mm. Well, um, I thought... Is that, is that, a, is that, is that like, a, like a true thing, or is that you being sarcastic? Uh, probably both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't push it past Disney. I'm definitely being sarcastic, but <laughs> knowing Disney, because yeah. you said that like so, like straight or whatever. Like there was like no inflection in your voice, and then you're just like, both. It could happen. Yeah, he no sold that to the point where I was actually confused. Like, does he know that's happening? <laughs> or. <laughs> I just uh, expect it to happen. Uh, yeah, so we have that, and we have, um, and like I said, I think that sh- that idea works better as a film. Like, I have no idea how the sh- what the show would have been, but it seems to me to be something that would work better. Yeah, I think the show would have, like, too many filler episodes, and then it's just, like, a six-episode show that turns into Kenobi, which sucks. And then, yeah, uh, yeah the if you've only got enough plot for two hours, then only then make your two hour movie. Don't make an eight hour season. That's why they have said it. too that um, if you don't, if you if you're afraid of losing money on it, just make it a TV movie. Yeah, they could do that too. Um, what show? Armor Wars. If they're worried that oh, no. if they're worried that it's gonna bomb, you just make it a two hour thing on Disney Plus, and you're fine. Exactly, um, and you never have to worry about so. losing money on the in the movie theaters. Right. I what I love is all the shows don't know what video. it's about, and they're like, maybe they'll bring back Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. If they're gonna, if they're gonna do that, if they're gonna do that, I'm oh, sorry, Brendan, go. I was just saying. I mean, 
I wouldn't put it past them to do it. I absolutely think they would. If they're gonna, like, if they're gonna do that, they're gonna do it in the Ironheart show because I don't think he's ever gonna come back. Do you realize how much money they would have to give him? He doesn't give yeah. a fuck about oh, yeah, No, I know, but I'm, he's, but he, I'm wondering. He'll, he'll they, come back. I'm wondering if they he'll could... come back as an alternate Tony or something in like. Uh, Secret Wars or some shit or whatever. Oh, One of these or oh, the Kang movie, the Kang movie. Don't forget, right come back as like an alternate Tony or something. Yeah, because as Hugh Jackman has found out post uh, Logan, you know, people just don't see his movies unless he's playing that character. I yep. fear the same thing will probably happen to RDJ, and he'll be like, "Well, yeah, my other movies aren't making that much money. Uh, time to go back to I know what works and what gets me a fat paycheck." Marvel? Yeah, but I mean, Robert Downey Jr. can do other things. Hugh Jackman can't because he tries to do serious movies that nobody gives a fuck about and like family friendly, like circus comedies. And they're like, uh, yeah, but do and they're also like, like oh. playing the character, which is a huge difference. Mm. Yeah, but do we think, they, but like, do we think they could get Downey to come back for? Like a voiceover role for significantly less money because if you want to do, if you want to, no, do- he didn't for um, that that stupid cartoon show that went nowhere. Yeah. Oh, uh, what if? Because I mean, the road is yeah. the road is there in Ironheart if he's willing to do that because she. Well, the the well, roads the roads would be there in Ironheart. Ah, uh, you dick. Um, <laughs> but don't forget, like in the comics, right after. Like, <laughs> Armor Wars ran for like fucking eight years or something altogether. So, but like after that was done, they pretty much killed off like adult Tony Stark and they brought a teenage Tony from uh, a different the world. Crossing, yeah. So like, okay. there's no saying that Ninja Tony. I think Disney, if anything, they're just gonna get another like fairly popular actor and just bring him in as a Tony Stark from a different timeline where everything happened earlier so they can cast a 30 year old and put him in and run do Iron Man again but I don't think he ever will any capacity yeah Zach Efron he'll come back as old character. old man Tony oh, God. Like even even flashbacks of him just don't make sense him coming back yeah I mean if you believe what everyone what all the rumors were at the time they had uh, re- unused footage from Civil War that they're gonna put in Black Widow to have him show up in that, and they killed it because they were like, "We don't want to step on what he did in the last Avengers movie and whatever." <laughs> so I yeah, yeah. like yeah, everything everything about- that he does, like if they bring him back, like he just kind of negates everything that he did in Endgame. Right. The as thing far that's as, missing- like, you're gonna write out a character. That's a perfect way to go. The only and thing that's like, missing from that him back is just you know. The only thing that's missing from that statement is the word is like dot 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 yet. Yeah, they said the mm-hmm. same thing. True. They said the same thing about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine until well, enough time Hugh passed Jackman, that they're like, I "Hey, never, we can cash in on this." Off, I never signed off with Hugh Jackman. I knew he was going to come back at some point. Well, they've yeah, they've but they've Lo- been waiting. But Logan to do was this supposed to be. Then, yeah, the way, was the way that they sold, but I never, I never believed. I think that was the marketing ploy. Because yeah. I never, at any point, and I think you can fact check this with Boris. At any point, did I give up on the fact that Hugh's coming back? Like I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Tony, I think Logan was essentially. I think different. Logan was essentially them like closing the door on him in that Fox universe, so that way they didn't have to keep bringing him back for all the new ones. 
And so they could just explain away that Logan just wasn't there in like the you know the new movies until you know the original X Men movie. Um, so I think that was just their way of killing off both him and Patrick Stewart's version of Xavier. So that way it kind of closes the door after Days of Future Past and shit like that. Yep. And so it kind of puts a bookend on that whole part of the universe. So that way they can close that. But yeah, um, Ryan Reynolds has been trying to get Wolverine into one of the Deadpool movies like since they started making the Deadpool movies, yeah, I guess because they are movie. friends and they've yeah and they've been they've been really trying to do that and everybody kept saying no like I think he they had it even planned um, when they go to the mansion and they see the new cast I think Logan was supposed to be in like one of those rooms or something in the mansion like when he goes back there with Colossus so I don't know but yeah yep. So yeah, what well, just they never should have brought Deadpool into the MCU. I mean, it's just going to kill the whole Agreed. movie. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to it's going to kill the whole movie. idea. Deadpool, like nobody cared. Well, that's the thing. Like, even if they make it an R, is it Disney R really an R? Nope. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, like, are they? They're gonna if they do it, they're gonna tone down the like raunchy of the humor that had in the movie and that was what mm-hmm. actually made it its own thing and they're just going to make the Disney jokes in the place and just throw in a couple of F-bombs to get the R rating yeah. and be like look it's still R but it's not and I feel, yeah you're right I feel unless, unless, unless unless they do there's, there's no way they would even make an R rated movie well they yeah. are no, they are I mean, though because he wouldn't, I mean, he wouldn't do it if they weren't he would quit in a hundred. Yes, but all they got to do to make it an R-rated movie is throw in more than two or three curses, and that qualifies as an R. So, like, I get that, because... but there's no way there's no way Disney will risk making an R-rated movie in the MCU. But even if exactly. they do, like, it's if they I do, just they to try to appeal to kept... fans, it... they're all they should have kept uh, Fox movies, 21st Century Fox, whatever it's called now, should have kept it open for the R-rated stuff that they wouldn't release on Disney Plus, and then they could just ship it on there and say, "Hey, it's a Disney, it's a Fox production." Even though it's yeah, a but they do have, movie. they do have like Aliens and Predator and all that shit on the fucking Disney Plus now. Yeah. Like, there's those yeah, are but I don't see, movies, and even like, even when you look at the Ryan Reynolds announcement, it's like I don't know much about this movie, and quite. Frankly, nobody does, but I do have no one thing, and it's like he was coming back. But it's that's it. Like, and I actually believe that they have no idea what they're doing with the Deadpool movie, other you know, than the fact they're bringing Hugh Jackman back. And so, you know, it's funny about that. They made that second video where, like, him and Hugh are sitting yeah. on the couch, and it's like, yeah. uh, uh, what you call it? The song yeah. over it, yeah. and um, and they're like, you know, talking, and they're like, lips are moving. So um, I don't know how many baseball fans we have, but uh, John Boy Media, who um, who Broke does like all like the, yeah it does yeah and then he does all like the like the lip uh, lip reading videos or whatever mm-hmm. like when something happens so he'll break something down make it like super slow mo and then he'll tell you what they're saying you know with their lips so that way you kind of get the idea of what was going on in the moment. So like if there's a fight that breaks out between two clubs, they'll he'll zoom in on somebody's face and he'll be like, "Yeah, go get him!" Like somebody would be mouthing, and then the other yeah, one's like, "That was a reading. fucking ball!" Yeah. And so anyway, so he took the uh, lo- uh the uh, Hugh and um, Ryan Reynolds video where the music is playing, and he slowed it down, <laughs> and he 
like basically figured out what they were saying in it and it was just a bunch of nonsense it was just like yep. Hugh saying I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna punch him like this and then a big explosion happens and then and then uh, Ryan's like yeah then I died then I come back then I died then I come back and then ah we're all friends it's like some shit like that like it's a bunch of nonsense that they say in it so yep. it's kind of funny yep. but I just figured yep. I'd bring that up I still think there's a huge question mark over the movie Nobody wants that movie made more than me. Trust me, but it's like mm. I don't see how Disney is gonna yeah. sit down and be like, "We let Ryan do with Deadpool three what he did with one and two. Like, I, I, I don't have, see that I happening. They have to. I think it made Reynolds one. Yeah, well, they, I guess they don't the have to. Is they it made they so need much, to. It made so much money. They'd be stupid not to. He's on the record. Yep. He's on the record that he will quit on in a heartbeat if it's not rated R. I mean. I don't see what choice they have. Somehow, I'm, like I, I said, I is, still believe that they're gonna find a way to not make it. I think what Brent's saying is the right thing. Like there are, there's, there are levels to rated R. I mean, yes. you just have to say yep. the F word yep. twice and you're rated R. Yes, you know? exactly. Say I the F word twice and show an ass. There's no question Deadpool three will be rated R. I mean, that's there's no way it's not. The question is, will it be rated R in the same way that one and two were? That's the question, really. Yeah, like, will it be a capital R like the Fox movies, let it be, or will it be like a small R where it's just like, you know, uh, we got, you know, technically we made an R-rated movie for, for the fans, it's for you, but there's really nothing in there except for one more curse than what, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's basically I, I, a small I think that's the point. I think that's the point. You're going to have very small R, which is going to take away from what potential of the movie is and what the movie can be and should be. Mm-hmm. One and it's two, gonna have... one hit, one was like yeah. best thing that happened on movies. You know, it's like he was unexpected, even though you know what who and what Deadpool is. Like when you saw it on screen and you're like, they really didn't hold anything back. And it's like, yeah. this is exactly what you wanted from Deadpool. Yeah, but Deadpool wasn't, but that's Deadpool the thing, wasn't like... really that until those movies came out. Because it's not like in the comics, well, dropping F-bombs everywhere. <laughs> well... I mean, well, not they, really, they the, but the squiggly kind of, sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's more edgy than a lot of fucking, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Besides the point, like, but like, the, if they thought they had a good idea for Deadpool on his own, like they like they pushed with the first two, really, like all the marketing was just Ryan Reynolds in the suit, just yep. dressed up as Bob Ross, just like doody doody do, or like the fucking World Woman's Day fucking whatever the fuck he did the, that fucking promo like you know what i mean like it was all ryan reynolds they had confidence that yeah no this is gonna sell because it's good but with this it's like okay here's ryan reynolds we're not sure if we're gonna be doing this right or actually and so here's a hugh jackman to fucking hold you over and like there's where fan service could be a bad thing right mm-hmm. yep uh so. i guess that gets us to you know to the main event, then we wanted to do a generalized discussion about fan service. Um, so, isn't that what we've been doing so far? Yes, technically we have been. Yeah, <laughs> very... it's kind of nerd news with analysis. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so an hour, an hour into the pod, we're getting to our main topic here, which isn't is that normal for us, though. Uh, um, so it is uh, just like the "A Few Good Men" one. Yep. Uh, well, just it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's an on the spot. We're gonna ramble. We're gonna see what happens here. Like, actually, we're eh. we're technically only about forty minutes, but yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You you were in the neighborhood. Um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, you know me and times and stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, times, names. I, I like um, to I like to exaggerate my times. So times, names. Like I can't wait for this four hour Wakanda movie. You know? Oh, bring it! I'm, I'm the big I'm bunch of nothing burger. Oh come on! Gotta give it a little more credit than that, dude. Dude, it's 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 essentially a glory. Unfortunately, which you know, and and it's unfortunate that you know Chadwick Boseman died and. If anybody's listening, go get it checked out for colon cancer. I've had colon cancer in my family. It's not fun to deal with. Go get yourself checked out. Anyway, um, but, you know, they're taking, you know, what was supposed to probably be a great Black Panther 2 movie, and they're just making it like all the people of Wakanda just like mourning his death and then getting attacked by Namor. And it's like, Gaymore. what are we doing? Like, huh? They, we call him Gaymore. All right. And so, and so, you know, it's like, it's like, what, what, here's my catchphrase. What are we doing here? Like, you know, it's, it's like, it's going to be two, two hours, two hours and 41 minutes of them just like basically a prequel to a Namor and not Atlanteans movie, whatever they're going to end up calling whatever is not Atlantis. It's some Mexican, some ancient Mexican thing or oh so it's gonna be like as as tech yeah like, I, get, I get what i get what you're saying like, like if you i i took that that place in 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 mexico take take a take a take a whatever go back to tape <laughs> yes thank you my but, my yeah, my um, uh my new england wouldn't come out with that I get what you're saying there, though, because like if you watch the trailer on mute, you could put on "I Will Remember You," and I it'd sync up like perfect, and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> we're going from Imperious Rex to Andale Andale Arriba. <laughs> oh, dear God! <laughs> I talked to the fishes. <laughs> what have we wrought here, people? Oh my God! Okay. Um... We got Bicarious Tony the Montana guy. of the Sea, yeah. Okay. Like Say hello to my little friend, and it's like a shirt liter- jumps up, they, like... He's literally like a like a like a Latino version of uh, Jason Momoa. Okay. It, th- that's what they basically did for Namor, and it's like I get that, but like, did they get some? I mean, I and I guess you know Namor was tied up. They should have just went. They just should have just went full retard and went with Roman Reigns. Namor was tied up. There you go. Namor was tied up in rights for a really long time. And then, and then they should have. And when he when he comes up from the water, and the Wakandan people are looking at him, and when he looks at them and they say, "What are you here for?" And then Roman just looks at him and goes, "Acknowledge me." Uh huh. The pain of it all. I think Karen just popped a WWE <laughs> boner in the middle of the show. Yep, sure did. Um, that's like that's like the only good thing about WWE right now. Um, I mean, I know, I know, you know, no one will say it on the Marvel side, but I mean, I know the reason. I'm I'm fairly certain the reason they made him, you know, Mexican or whatever he's gonna be, is because DC made Aquaman first, and all the all the fucking newbie, all the fucking normies would be, you know, if he was, if he was from Atlantis, even though he predates Aquaman mm-hmm. by about twenty fucking years, all the normies would be like, "You're just ripping off DC if he's from Atlantis, man." Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, yeah, but 
But they could do like because Aquaman's whole story when it, it is supposed to be that like he was the the fish out of water literally. Yeah. Like he was raised by humans, like with Submariner. It's the exact opposite. He was raised yeah. by fucking Merlings. Yep. Now, so like you, you could do, you could make it different people, enough. Uh... You could make it different enough where like yeah, it would have worked if they actually had writers that were competent. But I'll watch it. Yeah, we know. This could have been the Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. I want to take over the surface world. (laughs) Don't don't quit your day job, Karen. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I don't know what's worse, the fact that he's singing Little Mermaid songs or that he bought fucking Roots on Black Friday. (laughs) Gotta get them discounts when you can. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I get I get the the runtime complaints and stuff, although I don't have them because I'm all for long ass movies. Um I know, I know, I know. You could you could be there for five hair. hours if you wouldn't care. Yeah, you could do a well this thing could be, It just depends on like how how they handle it really like if there's enough story for that cool do it but if you're gonna have 45 minutes of just like i will remember you fucking montages of chad with roseman like yeah maybe yeah. not the best use of time i mean you you've right? got so you've like got i'm gonna have to see it but does it well yeah but like i you... also i also don't want angela bassett uh angela bassett i don't want her like the whole time just like complaining about how her whole family is dead like i get it like it's sad, but it's like I don't want this to be like the whole movie, you know. Like, yeah, I guess I don't want that to be uh, an hour of a movie either. I guess. Well, that's yeah, just it. Like, it's like, I mean, I acknowledge, still, I acknowledge still, it and give it in the moment, yeah. but like, yeah. yeah, don't overdo it because then it becomes like a little bit squicky on the other side of like fan service, right? Like, because like it's just gonna be like everybody talking about, well, T'Challa's not here anymore. T'Challa's not here. T'Challa's dead, you know. Like it's gonna be yeah, shit but like, like that. That is gonna, gonna be an important like... part of the plot. So as long as that's used well, I'm okay with it. But I don't. I, yeah. I have. Yeah. Now, I can see where it's gonna I mean, go this, wrong if it goes this, wrong. This boils like... down. This boils down to the whole. I don't care if the runtime is two forty-one. I don't care if the runtime is two hours or three and a half hours. If you use the hours correctly, if you actually wrote a good movie then it shouldn't really matter because th- at that point, the longer it is, the better it's going to be. But if you, yeah, if but you like, write the same way that you write by basically all of Phase 4 and whatever the hell they've been doing with Star Wars, it's just like the writing is going to kill it and then the two and mm-hmm. hours and 40 minutes is just going to be slow death. I think this is the worst idea ever. They should not have acknowledged him dying in-universe. Because now you have more Avengers dead than alive that people knew and gave a shit about. Well, that's just it. All the ones that anyone liked are gone, and they did not restock the cupboard the way they should have with some of these Disney Plus shows. So, like, not only that, like the the ones that people actually knew in universe that they cared about are all dead. It's like you know, who are your heroes? Well, that's just it. Like, who's left? Yeah, the story, really. I know. I know. I'm. Well, I'm probably. You've got. I'm probably the ultimate Marvel sheep on this panel. Um, but I am of the fairly unpopular opinion that he should have been recast as well. Like, 
Yeah, of course. I, you recast, yeah. like, anyone. I actually think that he, I from what I've read, like, it seems like he would have wanted that even. Like, he, from everything I've read and seen, it seemed like he thought that this character was too important not to do that. So, like... Yeah, yeah. And, and now they're like, oh, well, Chadwick Boseman was the only person who could ever play this character. And it's like, eh, that kind of goes against what he was saying. So it's like, I don't... And honestly, not you're really. actually throwing away one of the most iconic black comic book characters that they're crying that they need more of. And you're you're throwing it away because you're sentimental towards the actor, yeah. which like, yes, you give him his moment, you give him his goodbye, you thank him for the work he did because he played the character very well. Right. Yes, he did. But and he, also he still... understood he understood the cultural importance of the character to people mm -hmm. and he wanted that to continue. And now they're just like, yeah, nope. And it's like, OK, I don't know how I feel about that. And like. If that's just what they're going to do now that they're running out of characters and not building the, any, any up the right way, it's like, oh, well, look, now we've got Falcon, who was his own strong black character, but he's Captain America now. So he's just wearing a white guy's suit. And like, it gets into that weird territory that like kind of ruined the comics in recent years for me. So it's like, oh, no, seeing it come into the movies as strong as it did in the last like phase and a half, it's like, uh, yeah, and I guess well, you can always build around everybody's. You can always build around everybody's favorite Avenger, Wong. Uh, yeah, he's uh he's slowly <laughs> taking over this fucking universe, man. Um, yeah. Because well, uh, what I thought you had to say, no, because there's no one left. And honestly, I'm all for it. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess my whole thing with the, with this whole. The, the production hashtag Wong is the new Colson. <laughs> the the production of this yeah. whole Black Panther hashtag better release the next Spider Man movie before everything dies. Yep. Uh my whole thing with the whole production of this new Black Panther movie is that I was of the belief when they first started talking about it that it was in, in that it was in production when he died and they were just far enough in where they were gonna finish it. They didn't even start this until after he died. Like, yeah. No, and then and then they had a big problem that they didn't want to write fucking Letitia Wright in. Is that the one who's playing Shuri? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to give her too much of a part because she said something that was fucking blown up by the anti-vaxxers, and yeah, she she almost got cancel cultured right out of the fucking movie because of that. So like, it seems like then they started to write a different like story and then they were like no 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 that's all blown over we can bring her back in now and it's like how well are they going to integrate what they you know what i mean yeah come here baby plus it was delayed so many times and it was delayed because of like injuries to her injuries to other people covid, COVID all device. kinds of stuff and it just yeah and it just seems like they were just like uh, rewriting things around stuff just so they could make the release dates and stuff. Then they ended up pushing the release dates back, and they weren't even COVID-related release dates. They were just like, we're not done with the this movie, and we have to go back and reshoot like half the movie. It's like, why don't you just shelve it and just yeah. do something else? Yeah, why not start from scratch? I'm surprised they didn't. Mm. It's not like you don't have material for it. Yeah. Remember when Shuri was supposed to be the smartest person in the universe and said she could fix vision and then she didn't? And then she died? Yeah. Remember when Captain Holdo was supposed to be the next big important fucking rebel leader for the franchise and then they kill her 45 minutes after she shows up? <laughs> she was an admiral, you swine. She was an admiral with okay. purple hair. <laughs> Oh. Fucking non Mothma over there. <laughs> non Mothma. <laughs> 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 
Oh, yeah. Like Carrie. And it's a shame because I like Laura Dern as an actress. Do, like, yeah. she's not like Oscar winning, but like, no, I've you seen don't, Brent. You hate women. Like, I've seen her in things and I'm like, okay, she's not terrible. Like, she's just as good as anybody else. But in that, like, just again, just they played to fucking, they wrote a character around their ideology instead of writing an actual character. And it was just, it, no. Yeah. No, no. It doesn't work. Um, Top it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the whole fan service thing with Star Wars is like a whole completely different discussion. Like, the thing I... Yeah, but like, with Star Wars, especially like the Ryan Johnson movie, that goes into more fan baiting, where they're like, hey, look, here's Admiral Ackbar. Hey, look, here's this thing. Hey, look, here's this thing. And then like, they kill them off also unceremoniously that it's like, why did you bait me in with that if you were just going to be like, here, I'm taking your toys and ripping their heads off. Like, yeah, Star Wars fan service is the shells being like, we want this deconstruction, this bullshit nobody wants. And then right? the fucking Joey's being like, I clapped because lightsaber. But that's like, the thing. And then the Normans. Up their ass and they would clap that, for it. But that's just it. They use fan baiting to like bait in like the normies who are like, they don't pay attention to, or didn't back then anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't even think it's fan baiting. Oh, look, I, I just think it's fan desecration. Well, it baits them into the theater by being like, look yeah. at this nostalgia thing. And then it's just like, and now we're going to break its head off. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, Well, I mean, if, if people are still falling for that after TLJ and everything that's come since, well, like, they deserve it. This is why I said especially the Ryan Johnson one, because the next one, J.J. tried to fan service, but there was, the fucking franchise was so damaged that he went overboard just because there was nothing he could do with it. And it's like, okay, you go from one extreme to the other and both fucking suck. So, like... Yeah. Fucking sort your shit, Star Wars. Star Wars is like the one where I feel like it's one of those, like, the fans also, like, what they want, I, I feel is, like, absolutely terrible for the franchise. I mean, like, we all hated, you know, TLJ, you know, most people did, but then there are, and again, we all hated Rise of Skywalker. There are so many people that act unironically like that movie. It's insane. That, that you know, Luke showing back up, you know, catching the lightsaber, they love that scene. Like, oh, it's, it's like that's, and I'm just like, man, like the so many fans of this franchise just want the Rogue One shit. Uh, I clapped when I saw Darth Vader moments. Yeah, and, like, and, yeah. And to me, like, the thing with, you know, and the thing with Star Wars is like, they're almost capital, they're trying to capitalize on like these very minimal things that, that people will, will you know a certain amount of the the normie population will just go for regardless of what you do with it like the, the thing i keep coming back to is like book of boba fett that show was absolutely fucking horrible and like all the all the ads were like hey you love boba fett boba fett's cool and that's fucking four episodes of tamira morrison sitting around with a dad bod doing nothing like well, that's just it. Like, it wasn't even about Boba Fett. It was like legitimately all Disney characters that they made up, and most of them yeah, weren't fleshed out enough to even be cool. Like, yeah, yeah, and only way and that they, show actually worked they, is when they plugged in first three show episodes of uh, season three of Mandalorian in there to save the first it. two. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. all that like, and it makes no sense because like all that Grogu and Luke shit that like would need to be explained in Mandalorian just to get back to where like okay because if you're just watching mandalorian and you didn't watch book of boba fett right it ends yeah. with like baby yoda little grogu going with luke 
So, like, if this show yeah. starts after those first two episodes that we're pretty sure were put into Boba Fett, like, you're not going to get the story of where Mando gets Grogu back. You're going to miss all that fucking that, CGI Luke stuff. That scene where Luke shows up, like, perfectly encapsulates why Star Wars is, like, the one franchise where you really shouldn't listen to your fans at all because they're just... that. That's all they want. They want a robot, essentially a robot, playing Luke Skywalker with CGI Mark Hamill, you know, just doing nonsense. That, that's all they want. They, they, they legitimately yes, don't want like, anything new. But, like, I'm okay with that idea if you do it sparingly. Like, if he shows up and fucking, like, does what he does at the end of season two of Mandalorian, and then you only have him for, like, two scenes speaking to fucking Grogu, like, in a shadowy hood where he's fucking young Luke in a fucking hut somewhere. Okay, cool. Have him have, like, an exposition scene with fucking where he explains, like, to Grogu, like, let go of your emotions, you become a Jedi, hold on to your emotions, and you can go with him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you have yeah, to have Luke I guess in there for. I'm, you don't just... need to overuse him, then you know he's in the universe somewhere, like, but you don't have to just have him there to sell your story of Boba yeah, Fett for fuck's sake. Like, I mean... I guess for me, I'm just so over in any capacity the original trilogy characters showing up in things like. But like, you could have did a good. Allegedly supposed to be a massive universe. Like, why? But okay, let's let's look at it this way. Like, you want to talk about some like something that could have been good fan service if written right? You look at Boba Fett alone. Like, okay, he gets out of the fucking Sarlacc pit. He go. He finds out that there's Mace, like fucking rumors of Mace Windu being alive somewhere. He goes to hunt him down and kill him because he killed his father. There you go. You tie things at least together to their own story within the character, right? Yeah. Because like yeah, even no, in, that, that could be right, that could have been a great idea for a Boba Fett show, and that would have been like, here's your Boba Fett. You can make him look badass. He can go up against a cool character that you can stunt cast with Samuel L. Jackson for a little while. Like, you know what I mean? And they didn't yeah, do any no, of that. They were like, that. no, 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 he's just going to take over Jabba's thing and kill a fat Bib Fortuna, because remember Bib Fortuna? <laughs> and then he's just going to he's oh, gonna have, like, God. a Power Ranger fucking moped squad, like... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what else will make him cool? Oh, we'll and throw do, in a Chewbacca. And then, do, like, and then and like, do dances with the Sand People. And you have, like, an actor cast for Chewbacca. You have a young Han Solo. Why not bring fucking... Jiggy Pants McFucking Snoopy Boo from fucking Solo and have him fucking show up with Chewbacca for an episode or two of this. Like, <laughs> so that was Brent's attempt. Could you, could you give me, could you give me the IMDb of uh, Jiggy McPants Sugalu? That was I fucking... for the audience. That was Brent's attempt to pronounce Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> That's Holy the guy. <laughs> and you thought no, I was. <laughs> What do you call him? Han Subaru? Han Subaru. Oh, man. Yeah. I, like, Ben, I hear you're saying how, like, you know, that could be a good story, but, like, honestly, something like, you know, I mean, I'm not hyped for Andor just because, like, I'm kind of done with Star Wars in general, but say Star Wars was in a better place. I'd be more hyped for a potential, you know, Andor show than a Boba Fett show. I'm just like, yeah, but like Star Wars is not in a good character out of here, man. But that's the thing. Like right now, they need to really focus on what the fuck they're doing with this franchise. So like, they should be using the production schedule to actually start building towards. Allegedly, Andor is good. I've heard. I have not seen it. I didn't watch the first three. Were were pretty solid. Told me it's good. 
the first four, three were decent. Fourth was like, also fourth was also good. The first three were good, but like my problem is like I know this character goes nowhere. It's not really going to build the universe that much for. So I just don't understand why this is being done now when you really need to fucking get like some kind of overall plan for this fucking thing on the on the rails. Well, I will make maybe this buys them time. Just because I that's been... it. Like... Yeah, but like, but that's the thing. Like, it, if this buys you time and people actually like this character, it's not like you can bring them in to help fix the future of the franchise. You can only tell like a very specific four year window now. Like, yep, true. Now, I will make the same counter-argument I've made elsewhere just because I think it's worthwhile to get it on the air. Like, we've talked about, you know, how too much fan service is bad, which obviously it is because it just the whole thing becomes about that. Um, and this this Andor show has, at least to this point, had very little of it because it's kind of segregated off into a corner of the universe that we haven't seen that much of so far. Um, but aren't you... By saying that this has to somehow build out, like, aren't you saying that there has to be that in there? Where? <sighs> Not necessarily from a fan service point of view, though. Like, this, I just, in a, like, we need this fucking franchise to go somewhere because we've got no through line. Like, see, now, Brent, that's where I would kind of disagree. Like, does Star Wars, does there need to be a through line necessarily? Like, why, like, Say, for example, you know, Andor goes on for, let's say, five seasons, hypothetically. Why can't at the same time you have, I, I don't know, a Rogue Squadron trilogy of films that are set, you know, a uh, completely different place in the timeline, different characters? You know, you, you've still got your Mando thing going on, which is its own separate thing. Like, for me, I just, like, I feel like the worst thing the MCU has done is, like, made every franchise think it has to be the interconnected story, which... I mean, I think, you know, the Star Wars EU, looking back at that, I mean, it was just kind of like, you know, we've all, you know, you've got your Star Wars Legacy Lane, you know, your Star Wars Republic Lane, Old Republic, they're all, you know, just doing their own thing, you know, and, and within that, they can do their own, you know, crossovers and stuff. I feel like that's when pretty much 90% of these franchises are at their best. Yeah. Well, that's, well, yes, but you look at it like when you're in the expanded universe, right? Like, which is basically what they're trying to build here is a new version of what the books did 30 years ago, right? Like, right. some of them work, some of them don't, some of them they threw away, but, like, once they decided to, like, consolidate this as our universe, like, you had stories where, like, you built forward with your main cast while you grew from the side, so and, like, that was successful enough, and they had enough of a through line to keep people coming back and know where they are in what timeline, yeah. right? That, like, you could branch off with different side characters that people loved inside series after the fact, but they had to make sure that main branch was solid enough that they could follow, right? Yeah. And right now, that main branch is just so fucking broken and flawed that, like, you there need There is to no that... main branch, really. <laughs> well, that's just it. Like, you need, you need to kind of focus that first before you start doing the side branches, because, like, unless you're going to do a side branch that, like, okay, well, this character could come back 30 years from now, and we could tell a story with him then to try and get things back I on mean, track and give some kind of idea of of a fucking I, franchise. I, I hear like, that, but it's at the same time, like, I mean, there's no way they're going to go back to Rafe and Poe. No, and, well, and, I mean... Well, that's just it. Like, mm. if that's like, where... People the, hate those characters too much. I mean, if you're going to, like, you'd have to be, like, 40 years later, you know, you just say Ray started a new Jedi Academy, uh, the Spears of Skywalker, there's your new protagonist. Like, that's what you would have to do. Because, I mean, people just hate it for the most part. And what's right Yeah, but in order back. to do that, 
But in order oh, yeah. to do that, you need to tell some of that 30-year gap between Jedi and Force Awakens, which they really did a piss-poor job of, even in their expanded universe materials. Right? Yeah, I guess. So, like, without, without building that forward and not having any major, like, character that that's going to be able to, like, follow into till you get to, like, Kylo and Poe and these characters that no one cares about. Like, you have no one built for, like... You don't know who the Mon Mothma of the fucking Galactic Senate was at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. you knew that in the old expanded universe. That was a through line that, like, even in the side books, it had nothing to do with the main characters. They'd still mention, oh, well, Moth Moth Mon Mothma is the head of the government right now, or like it switches yeah. over to this person. Like, yeah. you had yeah. a timeline. Like, but I think you have, a, I think you have yeah. a good argument, but at the same time, like, I don't see what the problem is with like we know this Andor thing as an example is going to be a two-year show. They've already said that. And if mm. you know, I don't see what's wrong with you know if it's a good two year show and it's got nothing to do with anything else. Fine, who cares? Anyway. Oh yeah, and I'm not like I said, I'm not complaining about the show so yeah. far. Like what I've seen, I've actually liked. It's just I have a hard time say, like investing yeah. in this character because like aside from like maybe running into like a Mon Mothma somewhere in a series, like I don't see how that's going to build anywhere forward like past the original trilogy yep. you know what i mean like no you're up i mean you're right you're right like, if, you, if, like, like just, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a show and you want to be like okay no jedi we just want to tell a simple story about a fucking character go with dash render yep. right then you can right. come back through the original trilogy have your little stunt casting bring in like your fucking computerized versions of the fucking original cast to do a shadows of the empire you can kind of fake his death and show him flying away at the end, like the end of the game and be like, ah, we'll see them eventually. And then pop him back in after Jedi somewhere. And then you can tell two or three stories where you build the universe through his eyes, a character you already know and give a shit about mm -hmm. until you get to the next step where you can start growing off and branching off into three or four characters that are going to carry until, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or you just go with, go ahead, Justin. Or you go with, or you go with an Ezra-like character who's going to be um, in Ahsoka, who ha already has kind of a background and now we know has survived past Jedi and stuff like that, and then use him as a bridge to like you know continue on whatever the story is going to be. And that's the but, thing, like they, like with Mandalorian, they can touch on a few things like and yeah. set up the way the new power structure of the galaxy is i guess like whether it's a new republic like to get to where you get they can do stuff with mandalorian there and they can do stuff with like ahsoka up to a point but again they have nothing based to set up that can you can jump into later in the timeline you know what i mean like you need to be setting up young characters now that can come back later just so you have like this is the same universe, even if you're not focused on those characters the whole time. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're not doing any of that. Like they're not building the future at all. Well, you would have well, you would have I, the characters I, I, I if they brought remember, the rebels guys into the live action. Remember you know I mean? the remember the kid with the broom at the end of Solo? End of Last Jedi. What happened to oh, him? The end of Last Jedi. No, it was Last Jedi. Uh, there was something. Yeah, it was Darth Maul at the end of Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank, I like hear what you're saying. To me, it's just like, like what you're kind of saying, like the you know, say we, we, they did the we start with Dash Rendar, and then you know from him maybe you spin off a character or two, and then you you know you eventually build up to something. That's that's kind of what you were saying. Well, like, yeah, uh, but like to me, that's just like I'm just tired of the I guess the Avengers formula. You know, everyone gets their solo movie, then you know team up for the big bad Avenger. 
I yeah, guess, but I'm not even. I don't know. I, I guess like for Star Wars, at least like. But like, I'm not uh, even saying like just the one character that like okay, we're gonna follow him for like. I'm saying right. like you use them as someone that can pop in here and there and there just to show that like everything kind of is melding together and like through them when they're around you explain the edges of the universe that they're not explaining right like you, you naturally branch out once you build a solid fucking tree like base but like you when you start branching off before you actually have the tree base all you end up with is a bush not a tree yeah okay right like and I'm, I'm not saying like I'm fine with the idea of a show that has, doesn't really tie in with a whole fuck of a lot. Like, but again, you need the franchise in a better place than it is before you start jumping into these side stories, or else it's just like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I'm, I right. yeah, I can see your your argument there. Um, I'm choosing to view this Andor show as like a life preserver of something that's actually decent in this universe that for the last couple of years has just been cavalcades of shit outside of a Mandalorian. Um, and like you said earlier, if this buys them, if the two years of this show at this, if it remains at this quality level and it buys them a certain amount of time to come up with, you know, because they have had some stuff get jerked around. Like there was going to be a, a Rangers of a new Republic or whatever that got scrapped after they fired Carano. And a lot of these things, that they're doing now are supposedly going to lead to some kind of connected event thing. That's going to be a version of the Thrawn story from the books. Um, yeah, but like the, if you're going to do Thrawn, then you need to build the guild of bounty hunters and the fucking whole underworld, not just oh, yeah. Boba Fett. Sit and, on top. and they failed in doing that with Boba Fett. Like, cause that's what Boba Fett right. should have been. And it wasn't, it was awful. Like and and there are stories that you could have told with Obi Wan that would have been good, but this wasn't one no. of them. And I mean, do... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like... that, that's that's the thing. When you look at it, it's like they've been doing stuff so badly outside of Mandalorian that it's like you need something. Yes, they still don't have the main continuing story that you want to branch yeah. out of, but it's like you still don't have anything that you can point people to and say, "Hey, look, we made something that's good." If two seasons of Andor do that and buy him enough time to figure out who's running well, the show like, and what exactly they're going to put on screen. Like then, like how, how many of you guys watched you know, Solo? I did. I hated it. I did, I did not. I did not. Like, it wasn't a terrible story. Like the actual, no, you, like, t- you the take, story uh, itself. My, sister, my like, sister, my younger sister re-watched it recently. And she came to the conclusion, if you take the Kessel Run out of it, it's a pretty darn good movie. You take the castle run out, you change Han Solo from Han Solo to just a random character, like a Dash yeah, Render, that or a the way they, 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 they castle uh, run in there is just horrible. Like, well, the castle run was stupid, best, yeah. That was just... That's the best yeah. you came up with. But, like, even, yeah. like, the rest of the story, like, you have it about be about young Lando, and, like, build up Lando's character a little yeah. bit, that's fine. Yeah. Like, and that could, you could do stuff with that. Like, you could have had Kira come back in as the fucking head of Red Star or whatever the fuck the criminal yeah. organization is, like, years later. Yeah, like, you yeah, could have that come thing. back like, the story, in Mandalorian. The story like, was solid enough. The story was solid enough to where when Solo didn't make the money, they just killed everything off. Like, oh, back to the drawing board, and then they went to the drawing board. Like, what they the, draw the up wasn't good. Lando's droid was bad too. You could have cut that. Like, but you had a workable story there. Like, the yep. basic plot of the story yes. was like, okay, you could yes. do something with this. Oh, they like, 
if it wasn't Han Solo and you didn't just keep going, hey, remember we have to be a Star Wars movie and throwing in stupid. I know, I know, it's I know it's secondary material to a degree, but they haven't entirely abandoned the Crimson Dawn stuff. It's being used right now in the current comics. Well, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, you could. You can build your underworld through that and show a totally different side of Star Wars that really hasn't been done on screen much. You know, you I get mean, a little bit... the closest you have right now is, I mean, it, it hasn't translated to live action yet. But, I mean, the comics and books, they've got a whole, like, new universe, essentially, with the New Republic, or High Republic stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, they're not building towards any of that in the shows, and, like, they need to, like, actually start telling some of this on screen instead of just in side media. If you're not, you're going to turn into Michael Bay Transformers. You know what I mean? Like, well, the problem is that this stuff doesn't talk to each other. They don't talk well, to each other. The comics don't talk to the movies. The movies don't talk. Well, the movies and the TV shows talk to each other, but the they comics don't like each other. and the books. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the comics and the books don't really communicate with the movies and the TV shows. And so and that's probably the problem. Why is that and the books actually work. Well, <laughs> They're not I said, touched by whatever is happening the movie works. I said it way back when we did our pilot episode on that other podcast. Like, it, it, it comes... I forget what I was going to say. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> no, I lost it. I mean, it's going to come I mean, back my to big, My big it thing will. with Star Wars recently, and I know we talked about this a little bit with Obi-Wan, so maybe we're retreading to a degree, is like... And this is where I first became aware of the, and we've talked about too how, how I don't, you know, pay as much attention to the woke messaging stuff, mostly because I'm a Trekkie and I've sort of been programmed for it for 35 years or however long. Yeah, but um, Trekkie wasn't completely woke. Like, it was still, it, it looked at social issues, but it gave a yeah. fair point of view from every one of them. It didn't just automatically go, okay, that one's the victim, so they're automatically right. right. And then but, have everybody else just be a giant asshole or a complete yep. dumbass. But uh, my point was, uh, Obi-Wan and all the stuff around the Reva character and the actress Moses Ingram was, like, my first exposure to that whole idea of, like, fan baiting, where they came out in it, where they came out in advance, and I saw articles about, like, Lucasfilm tells this woman to be prepared for people to be racist. Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. does that matter in fucking Star Wars? Like, really? Were were people really doing that? Well, that's that's just it. Like, if you look, a lot of the shows that know that their scripts are complete and total fucking garbage, they'll go with a, like they'll cast a black actor, a gay actor, a fucking non-binary actor, whatever. They'll throw them out in the media as a shit shield. They'll just be like, look, we have this in our cast, and that's all they promote is the diversity of the cast, not the actual material they have, yep. right? When they start doing that, that's that's fan baiting. You know that, like, they know they've got a bad product, and they're just literally throwing out the minority that they cast as a stunt to shield them from any legitimate criticism that comes about the plot. They'll just go, oh, look, it's racist. And they know they're going to get five or six stupid fucking jackasses that will say something stupid and racist. And then they'll paint everybody that has any criticism with that brush. Right. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, like, and then they go, oh, well, the fan base is toxic. The fan base is toxic. And they don't realize that by them doing that, they're actually pushing these groups of people together that have legitimate criticism that are picking them the fuck apart. So then they have to double down and go, oh, well, the fandom menace are all fucking right-wing evil fucking Nazi fucking incels. And, like, 
no, they just criticize your shit because they actually want to look at things with some analysis. Like in your yes, in your stories, the, basically look at me. I'm black and I'm woman. I'm trans. Yeah, and like or I'm when binary, they start, it's like they can't be the story. And when you see that as the marketing three weeks before the show comes out, like fucking rings of power, you know that like okay, they they don't have any confidence in their story, and they're just literally trying trying to throw up a shield like oh any criticism is because we have this this or this and like they literally went through the checklist to make sure they could throw all of it out there and be like look everybody's an ist yeah is right and it, it doesn't serve them any fucking good because like all they're doing is alienating the fan base that actually pays the money to like they buy the merchandise they buy the books they buy the comics they buy they spend the money the woke people that are actually pushing this, oh, you need this inclusion, this inclusion, that jump on the bandwagon and go, oh, everybody's just an ist. Like, they don't spend money on this stuff. So by alienating your fan base and being like, oh, all the fans are racist, all they're doing is hurting the bottom line because no one's going to give them the benefit of the doubt to be like, okay, maybe they can get better contract. Yeah. Right? Yep. No, I completely... Which they never do. And, like, you can look at, like, She-Hulk. Like, right now, you've got actresses from that show fucking, like, oh, the fans are all assholes. We're a number one show in America. And it's like, what world are you living in? Like, your well, show is terrible. Problem... People aren't saying, it's oh, oh, it's because this person's in it or this kind of people are in it. It's, they're just saying the show is badly fucking written. Like, that's a shallow well, jackass they, of a character. They all, they all live in, like, this bubble over there. And they're all told the same thing or whatever, like... Whatever the company line is, like that's what they that's what they're fed, and so that that's what they put out to the um that's what they put out all their feelers out to the media that will cover that stuff. So when like for example with Reva, I mean objectively she's an awful character, um but I can say that like she's an awful character, and then they're gonna be like, well it's because she's black, it's because she's a woman, it's because whatever, and and they'll attach that because other people are saying, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, other people are saying that, but a very small minority of people are saying that, and they just attach that to everybody who's saying that, even people who aren't even remotely racist like that. And then what they do is they, is they kind of, I don't want to say brainwash, but essentially they brainwash some of these actors into thinking like, that's the reason why people hate you. Like, um, what's her face oh, there? Uh, Rose. The boys. Uh, Rose Tico. Uh, okay. But, but like, you know, now, you know they, what that's what they do. Week. They try to like, you know, brainwash you into thinking that the reason why people hate you is because you're an Asian woman, and it's like, no, it's because they made okay. you into a stupid fucking character in the Force Awakens, and then they tried fixing it in the Last Jedi and made it even worse. It's like your character probably could have been great, but. The problem is, is that the roots weren't there. Let's back the roots. The roots weren't there in the first place. You know what I mean? That made your character great, and then you know it kind of like fucked you up for the rest of the time. So now you're trying to go back and retcon something to make it better, and in the and in the meantime, you're essentially just making it worse because you're just piling shit on top of shit instead of like trying to rebuild something. You know, and well, that's yeah, what they, they essentially need to do is they need to using, rebuild some of these characters. You're using people and fucking like group social classes, whatever you want to call it, as shields for criticism. Mm -hmm. And it, it's mm -hmm. 
it's terrible because then you're leaving yeah. these people vulnerable for the few people that will be like like a Milo Yiannopoulos who just be like, all right, like let's go at them, right? Like you're, you're literally like, what setting you... you're literally setting those people up to fucking fail, and it's like, how is that any like? That's way more racist to me than anybody saying that's a badly written character. It's like, and in a time where like, and in a time where you're like very focused on mental health and everything like that and stuff like that, you're essentially ruining these people's psyches by essentially telling them that people don't like them because of you're black or you're Asian or you're a woman or you're gay then, or you're bi or whatever, like or you're attracted to like, robots. Whatever. Like, and the you thing, know, like, like it's, if you look at it like, okay, if Amazon can hide the bad reviews from Rings of Power, how do you know they can't highlight the terrible things that like the 17 people that are saying terrible things are and show them to those actors just to piss them off and get them to go out in front of the screen in a fucking huff? Exactly. Which, so, like, which they actually do that. I, yeah, they, I mean, they're most likely like, probably doing well, that. Well, wasn't that kind of where the whole, um, around the time that Rings of Power started, the whole thing also related to Amazon started where like supposedly Aaron Moriarty from the boys was getting a bunch of sexist bullshit from people and, and we were all like who would yep. shit on Aaron Moriarty she's awesome like that yeah well, great. she's like the and, third and most she's important like, character in that series like and she's like one of the most liked characters like I've never seen yeah, yeah. anybody say anything bad about her I've never heard or seen any kind of comments that were very negative towards her you know what I mean? Like she's one of the better parts of that show, and, and like, they just kind of made never made any sense. sense. Yeah, and even like the character that plays Queen Maeve, you don't see anyone being like, "Oh, lesbian garbage!" Like complaining about mm. her storyline because the actor plays it well, and like, yeah, she's she's, she's not an asshole about it. She's yeah, like that's the like, and that's just Amazon again throwing people out to be their shit shield because they wrote something bad and they just don't want to admit, <laughs> "Oh, we fucked up." Well, because like, they also you have like egos like that running these streaming sites, like they're not accountable to anybody. They'll literally throw their money away by blaming the fans for being assholes for just telling them like you didn't make a good product. Well, they're also doing that because it's also their way of saving ass for because that all happened the same time that Ring of Power came out, and their whole point was, oh, see, uh, she's being attacked. For being a woman on one of our other shows so when these people attack you for how bad you are in ring of power it's because she's it, been like, getting this abuse for years and it's like what do you mean she's been getting this abuse for years nobody has all said that anything is, about is that. a dog whistle to these fucking idiot twitter activists and like mm -hmm. we know companies buy bots like look at some of the elon musk fucking the discovery that's coming out in some of those trials like Twitter is more bots than real people. So, like, if these companies are buying things to say racist things and blaming the fans for it, it's like, well, if you're making the bad guy, like, you really think that's the best for the long-term fucking effects of this fucking product? Like, but at the same time, you're always going to have, like, no matter if you're in the public, you know, if you're a celebrity, if you're an actor, like, you're always going to be you're always going to have those negative comments. Like, that's always going to yeah, happen. Yeah, any time, any job, you put is, like, for all spotlight. Like, when you get hundreds of positive ones and one negative or hundred positives, and then you always highlight the one negative, like, you kind of feel like, what? Well, like, nobody's shitting on you. At least not that many people. So it's like most but people that's like that's the thing. Like, in any most, job. Most people are you... positive. But you don't really talk about that because that doesn't drive the narrative. Yeah. 
in any job where you're in the media, like where you're in the spotlight, like a celebrity, a fucking athlete, like any job that you're in the spotlight, you have when you're opening yourself up to two things, acclaim and criticism, and they can come equally or they can like, it all depends on you. Like you can't blame people for having opinions on what you're doing. Like, if it is something as superficial as like, oh, well, she's black and she shouldn't be like, yeah, okay, that's fucking bullshit. You should call it out. But 90% of the complaints that I see and I talk about with like people like Josh, who's like more right wing than most of us on this chat right now. Like, it's not the representation that's the problem. It's how it's handled. And like, yeah, well, here's, yeah, here's like my and I just had this realization. Right. And which is weird, because at my age, you would think you would have this much sooner. Um I think I realized as we're talking what it is about, you know, I always say that I'm not as bothered by all the woke shit, but I think some of that is because, you know, I'm I'm the oldest person in this group by a, a, a not a significant margin, by a fair bit. I mean, I was, I was going to say, John, that maybe maybe you just don't remember it because of the oh, old age. You. you know what I mean? Maybe that's catching you. Too. I don't want to make a good point. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Um, so like, so like, I watched things and was a fan of things before the internet, right? Like TNG existed before the internet, for the most part. So when I see all these twenty-year-old idiots on like Facebook and Twitter and whatever, and like the thing I keep coming back to is that most of these people don't know what any of these franchises actually mean or what the history of any of these things are. And I'll give you two, I'll give you two examples, which we've talked about in other places, but I'll just run through them real quick. When, uh, when Iron Fist was a thing, when that Netflix show was a thing and people fucking flipped out that Finn Jones was cast because the whole thing was like, Oh, this should be an Asian guy. What the fuck are you doing? The character is supposed to be fucking white. The point of the, the point of the character is that he's a white guy that goes to that society and he's not respected. Don't worry. Don't worry. Disney fixed the problem and made Shang-Chi. Yep. And he's anyway. not respected because he's white. The other example I will give, and this is, you know, we all know this is a franchise that I love, but I'm going to do it anyway. When uh, when Discovery was first a thing and the Sonequa Martin-Green character was re- revealed to be the lead character of Discovery... Tons of the 20-year-old, 25-year-old internet idiots were like, "Ah, first female lead in a Star Trek show ever, oh my god. And it's like, are you unaware that Captain Janeway exists, you fucking retards? Like, (laughs) Oh, well, it's the first black person lead in a Star Trek show. They didn't say that. And it's like, Avery Brooks, you idiot. No, they tried to start changing it and being like, like, oh, well, it's it's the first female black captain. And it's like, there was the fucking one that put the earworm in fucking Riker. Like, know your franchise before you start trying to reach for a franchise. My whole thing is not that I'm not bothered by it. I just disregard it because it's a bunch of morons who don't know anything about any of the shit they're commenting on. Yeah, but see, that's just people that are stupid. Like, there's a way more pervasive group of them that like literally cancel culture shit that they think is wrong for the stupidest oh, yeah. of reasons no, and a lot of yeah, times and, and i mean you're, a lot of times you're seeing it now you're seeing ahead. it now you're seeing it now a lot more and i think that's why now john you're realizing it a little more now is that yeah sure there are the people that come out that go oh you know why is her name michael 
why is she uh, not a captain? Why is she black? Why is she a woman? Like you have those people that come out. They'll focus on the why is she black and why is she a woman and ignore the fact that like why is she Spock's sister when we've never heard of Spock's sister? Why can't she be someone else? And it's in the best interest of like say Paramount for them to spotlight the Mm -hmm. why is she black and why is she a woman comments rather than the why is she Spock's sister? We've never known yeah. this. Why are the Klingons weird and and like some kind of odd shoot off of these people? Why is like the randomest shit happening like ten years before Kirk and and we know nothing about this? You know what I mean? Why is Justin right that it's a completely separate universe? I mean, we're never going to get the answer to these questions. No, you're never. You- you're no, never going like, to get that. You're going to wave that even flag like, for years, and they're never going to give that to you. That's the same problem with the Snyderverse DC fucking movies. Like, oh, there was a Robin that got killed. Had that happen? Oh, we might tell you later. Fuck it. It's not that important. And it's like, that would have been a way better story than the ones you're putting on screen, you jackasses. Yeah, and I guess that's the one. That universe is the one that bothers me the most, because, like, I don't need... And, you know, I'm not a huge... DC guy like Josh you're way more of a DC reader than I am like I started all that stuff in 2011 but like I don't need you know Perfect I don't time. need you know Superman is Jesus Christ and psycho killer Batman who you know and the and the Justice League guys is a uh, yeah, the and obviously you know Snyder has no <laughs> understanding of Batman because he's like oh Batman should absolutely kill people and it's like you fucking twat read a comic book well, it's because he read that one comic back in the yeah. 80s, and Batman held a gun, so they're like, hey, yeah, this yeah, is no, our Batman. He didn't, he didn't read it, though. He just looked at it, because when Batman's holding oh, no. that gun, he's yelling at fucking Carrie Kelly and saying, guns are the weapon of the week. They're the weapon of the yeah. enemy. Yeah. Like. Yep. No, I mean, you know, but hopefully uh, Dwayne Johnson will save us all in a couple weeks with that one. Um, well, when the high idea of power changes. <laughs> Definitely. I assume you and like, I are going to that at the very least. And like, I like yeah. DC, but like, I like their C and D list characters. Like, I think they should focus more on the like randoms and like leave some of the big names alone for a little while. Well, they, did an, they did it. They did like, some of them. They did announce the other day. Speaking and of like, the randoms, that the black the well, the Blue Beetle movie that was originally planned for HBO Max is now getting a theatrical release, and in a and to put it in Justin's hate column, the first cuts are two hours and forty-five minutes. <laughs> but like, I could be okay with that if like half of the movie is Ted Cord and then he dies, and then you switch to Jaime. Yeah, I, I actually think that's what they're gonna do. The the villain is supposed to be Ted's wife or sister or something. So, well, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully it's like, her killing him, like, and what? and she's like, and she's like down with the patriarchy, and then what? Jaime what Reyes comes in and like saves him because he's like the new you know hope for America or something, and so he comes, she comes in and like you know beat her, but then doesn't beat her, but then doesn't beat her because it, yeah, but then you can't beat her. She has to join you because you can't see Jaime Reyes beating up a woman. So she's going to join him and they're going to join forces. And then the real big bad is going to be uh, Darkseid. And he comes out of nowhere and then he tries to dominate the 
the other people because somehow he's a metaphor for injustice. We've been doing drugs with vaccinator. Even is Ted Cord's wife. How much corn did you smoke when you were out there today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to know. A bushel full. I just want to know who even is Ted Cord's wife? Did, is that even a thing I think in the Ted Cord has a wife in the comic books, does he? As I was say, I was I was thinking about it. He had like, the, the, the secretary life? girl that was always like a fling with him. Like I, I think they were like a, an item, but I don't I don't remember them actually given, being married or anything. Given like recent that. years yeah. in the comics, like kind of mix him and uh, what's I was gonna say, given the, recent years in the comics, they kind of put um, Booster Gold with his man. wife. Well, that's careful what you say. From another mother. But like I, like what bugs me the most about like superhero movies is they've always got to be the big blockbuster when like you could do a really good like film noir detective fucking movie with the question yeah. right you could do yeah, a really f- fun fucking stupid comedy movie with plastic man like you could do a really weird fucking like existential kind of character with fucking animal man like if you just actually like vary up the genres like you could actually be making a big fucking bunch of movies within a universe, and they just they're well, too stupid to know how to do it. And even Marvel does right the same thing. Grant, like Grant, now I want a uh, Grant Morrison inspired anime. You're right, movie. the model. Oh, the model be, for that already exists, and it is a DC movie. Why can't more of them be like Shazam? Well, let's wait. Can we, we just have? Shazam well, I'm just we, talking about the one that already. Can we just have more DC super pets? Oh, let's just have more of those. Really, that. Movie was not great. Yet, you want more of that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Shazam was decent, like kind of its own oh, little thing on, for the most like part. The but inflatable like, pig. Shazam to me is a lot like Bumblebee, where it's like it was an okay movie, but at the end they fucked it because it still has to tie into the rest of the movies yeah. that I don't like. Yep, I can see that. Well, like, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it tied in much more than just acknowledging that other stuff was there. But I mean, you could do. Mm. Well, it still says that like Superman was a thing, and like Henry Cavill. Yeah, but I mean, you could also just say that Superman is a thing, and then it could be somebody else. You know? Yeah, but wasn't Henry Cavill's picture in the paper at the end of the movie? No, 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 no. It's just um, the the only thing. Yeah, the only thing you see is like Superman's boots, like walking into frame. But okay, I it thought it was like an actual picture of Cavill. But okay, no, 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 no. It's basically just like. Basically, like below the kneecaps of Superman, but then it's like it looks like Henry Cavill's suit. But then you could just be like whatever. Yeah, with you the never see his face. You can change the suit. You never you see. Know what I mean, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. He's never in it. You know unlike, what, Superman? Unlike in uh, what you call it there, um, Peacemaker, where they actually show up yeah, at the end. Spoilers. You, you know what? Superman but, suit never gets enough credit for like how nice it actually yeah. looks. The Dean Kane uh, one from Lois and Clark. No. I thought that yeah. I like the new one. How the new one looks. It's just what they did with the character that sucks. Well, the costumes. I don't like the new Fifty Two look without the red underwear. Like that solid oh. blue just doesn't catch the eye. It just there's something wrong with it to me. For like Prince looking at his junk. You know I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Well, no. I like... mean, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those where just. His iconic, you know, the look everyone knows, it's one of those, it's just a timeless look, basically. Yeah, and, like, yeah, just having that red, 
having that little blur right in the middle just m makes it easier to like move it in motion panels. Yeah. Like it gives you like oh, an okay. extra little strip of color instead of just like a straight line. And it just doesn't visually, it doesn't pop the way I yep. think a character like Superman needs to just jump off the page, yeah. right? Totally like agree. a Spider-Man, like he needs to be bright colors to really jump off the page. Like, yes, you had guys like Todd McFarlane that did really good with the dark suit, like the like, but for the most part, like Spider-Man pops because his colors are so vibrant, they just jump at you. Like the yep. Yeah. And like if you changed the pattern on that to like Spider-Man 2099, like yeah, it looks good, it looks cool, but like it's too much of the straight color. It just there's something not right about it. Like Yeah. Now, also, I just found out that there's a Justice League Antarctica, and I want this to be a movie. So, just to dive back into the back into the fan service thing for a minute, which I came to because of something that Brent said. Um, just an example of it that, at least I think for most people, kind of worked. Um, even though you know it's not like it was hidden well or anything, but the the Tobey Maguire and Garfield stuff in in No Way Home, like, did anybody mm -hmm. really object to that? And like that was the last. That was the last. I didn't see it. That was up. the last like major fan service thing I saw that most people just unquestionably and without qualification just kind of loved. Like, well, because it was it, it yeah. was a closure to characters that we never really got an end to yep. their stories, right? Like you kind of got to close the fucking Toby story at the end of three a little bit, like, but not really. And Garfield's mm. was left really kind of open ended there at the end of fucking ASM yeah. two. So and, like, and it, it was, was nice to bring it back, and they handled them well. Like they didn't mm -hmm. like they didn't make fucking Tobey Maguire's this big hot headed macho man. Like they didn't tone Andrew Garfield's fucking like anger down from after losing pretty much everybody. Right? Like mm -hmm. they they kept the things that people liked, and they actually incorporated that into the characters that they used in their movie. Like you could tell they watched the shit that they were used yep. in before. Unlike something like Doctor Strange 2, where like it mm -hmm. really doesn't seem like the writer watched Doctor Strange 1. It doesn't seem mm -hmm. like he watched WandaVision, and it doesn't seem like he read anything with America Chavez. So it's like what let's and and let's and let's for a minute just compare uh you know something like No Way Home to say um The Last Jedi. Okay. So in The Last Jedi, Luke is very not Luke like. And stuff like that. And then like Leia is kind of sort of Leia. But not really. But they had to do it around it. Because Carrie Fisher died. But anyway whatever. Um, Space you know, Mary so, Robbins dude. She's not the yeah, same character. Yeah yeah yeah. So so it's it's like. It's like they have no concept. Of what those characters were like. But they kind of just made them into whatever they wanted. For that particular movie. Where if you look at No Way Home. Right. They, they took Tobey Maguire. In real time, out of his universe, and they took um, Andrew Garfield real time out of his universe, and they showed the ramifications of their lives. You know what I mean? They showed that you know, well, Toby, you know Toby's Peter is no longer with Mary Jane, and or it's complicated. And they showed that Andrew Garfield ended up being an angry and and vengeful Spider Man. Because of all the loss he's had in his life. Like you let that happen. And that stuff. And then you took those characters. Which people have emotional connections to. And you did it right. And then you took them and you put them in situations that. 
not only tie up their characters but give them some sort of a closure because oh, you yeah, have it's... you have what happened with um Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man with Gwen Stacy which no matter what you think about that scene and how well or how bad it was done they did that in the ending scene on the Statue of Liberty with Zendaya and when he has to go and save her and he saves her instead yeah. of Instead of Gwen dying, well, and it's like, it, and like, you see him like holding it back, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I am now." You know what I mean? And it's because yeah. it's because he that emotion is that there. He, he can be a hero in that moment, like yeah, yes. And that's the thing; like they use the characters that were that existed, and they actually used that to tell the end of their story. They they were mm. actual characters. They weren't. It wasn't just, okay, well, I need this character to completely change the way they think and the way they do things just because we need it for this. Like, And you allowed, and you allowed Toby's Peter right, like to have a moment in. with Octavius. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, every character they brought back, they actually, like, used the way mostly they should have been, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, um, that's where, like, when you bring in that's like fan casting and fan fucking service that like it serves a point to your movie. It's not just thrown in there to be like, Ooh, and then I clapped. Right. That's mm -hmm. what well, we fan the service that like, he wasn't just, and then the lightsaber came on. It's mm -hmm. actually worked. Fan baiting is John Krasinski being Reed Richards yeah. for like two minutes. And then and having that in your marketing and then like literally yeah. I thought that wasn't in the marketing. I was like, no. Well, it, it was in the marketing yeah, after the movie out came movie out. Ads. But it's, but it's even, something that everybody wanted. And even it's like, yeah, yeah, we gave it to you, and now you know, Wanda's just gonna even, make them even into before like, that movie you know, came spaghetti. out. There was, there was a thirty-second fucking trailer that they showed the like the the shot of the four of the fucking Illuminati standing there. Read black. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was right in the marketing, and then like the the Peggy Carter Captain Shield fucking hit the wall. You, that was in the mm -hmm. marketing. Like you knew they were there, yeah. and it was. And it's like, and it's like you brought in, and it's like you brought in Captain Carter, which everybody loved. In well, the people what who if? loved What If, you know, that was the one character that they all loved from it because it was like, oh, what if Peggy, which is one of the most, well, maybe not one of underused. the most beloved characters, but it's one of underused. the most underused. Yeah. But it's one of the most celebrated characters in that universe that never really got a shine. You're actually giving her something to do, and then you just have her chopped off with her own shield. Like, you know, and shit like that, where like you just use it to get a pop, and then, you know, you just bury them. That you know movie I mean? taught me that, that movie taught me yeah, that Illuminati like, is Latin for not actually in the same room. And like <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, yes. like they they used him as bait to get people in the mm -hmm. fucking theater, and like with his fucking him? wheelchair, with his yeah, yeah, comes in with comes in. Yep, yep, and they ha even had the theme there <laughs> in, the, in the trailer, like doo -doo 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 -doo. yep, and so you get everybody to get a fucking Woody over that, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know what I mean? You have them die in some kind of weird mind battle with fucking Wanda, like, and like you know, and he it's like what are we doing? But he should have easily dominated that fucking battle if exactly. they were actually following exactly. the right character. Because Charles yep. is the greatest fucking mentalist. Even on... even that even that version of the character, the one from the cartoon, would have easily been able to to withstand whatever Wanda was showing, oh. Oh, and probably put her in her own box. He had brain sex with an alien from four galaxies away. Like he had a mm -hmm. brain. Like he would have totally wiped Wanda. Here's, here's something I forgot oh, to yeah. tell you guys. 
uh, at that last convention, I got a photograph of Anson Mount. I actually asked him, you know, because it had the articles had gotten out that none of that stuff was done, like none of them were in the same room together ever. And I asked him, like, is it true mm-hmm. that 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 you did that, but never saw any of the other people? And he was just like, oh yeah, I was there for like ten minutes. <laughs> Well, yeah, like I was going to say, it took him longer to put the suit on than it did to film the two yeah. scenes he was in. Like, Also, as an aside from any of the, you know, Black Bolt stuff or whatever, I do want to see him, and uh, I want them to somehow make this a reality where him and Captain, Mi- uh, I mean, uh, Chief Miles O'Brien are somehow in the same oh, scene yes, together. Please. Just because they were both <laughs> in, that. just because they were both in uh, Hell on Wheels together and they had fantastic chemistry as nemesis oh, yeah, on that show that. so i would love that yeah i'd be a i'd be curious what you guys think right before we started recording i dropped a, a screenshot of a tweet in the uh, show notes channel and yeah it obviously kind of relates to fan service and people are debating online you know it, when fans ask for like these kind of things like oh we want to see toby and andrew come back we want to see uh, mm. Hugh Jackman come back. Yeah, uh, and we, we want to see Daredevil season four. Yep. Like, is that good things to service or bad things? Because honestly, I'm in the camp of generally like kind of bad. Like Hugh Jackman I'm... coming back, I think is stupid. It undercuts. It really undercuts mm-hmm. Logan. One thing I think uh, that is a legitimate complaint of fandom is that hard time letting things go and end. Like. Logan was a very good send-off for that character. Yes. You don't need to see him again. With yep. the two Spider-Mans, I haven't seen the movie. Maybe it's better than Citizen King. But it's not as that an good. It, is. Man, it is. I can I can tell you that it it, it truly is better than Citizen King. <laughs> never seen every other superhero movie. I I have I have <laughs> seen Citizen Kane. Because everybody told me it was the greatest movie since movies were a thing. And yes, so I've seen Citizen Kane just so I can tell you that every movie that has come out since Citizen Kane is better than Citizen Kane. Yeah, like the Spider-Man as an outsider looking in, like, I'm just like, Tobey Maguire, like, Andrew Garfield I can kind of understand since he didn't really, like, you know, his movies ended rather unceremoniously, but like, Toby McGuire, you know, he got his trilogy, like, and mm-hmm. I don't know, just like. Well, he he got a trilogy, why, why but he didn't really get an Tom ending. Tom Holland get his own stand, like. Why can't Tom Holland stand alone in his movies ever? Because like, because his movies are shit, and so what they Disney did is they brought in the better Spider Mans to make it better. Well, it's not just that, like it. Disney and Sony are in a big fucking pissing match with Spider-Man, whether they're playing nice right now or not. So, like, when Marvel does a movie with them, they want as many Marvel tie-ins, so Sony can't just pull them out. And when Sony does it, they want to throw as many Sony references in that they can, so that's why you end up with two Sony Spider-Man in the movie with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. that's that's all backstage well, fucking money. I, also, uh, I think like, the whole thing, you're right, dick-waving. is dick-waving. I think it's even simpler than that. I think Marvel <laughs> wants him in those movies, but they don't want to make him more than a sidekick because they know that Sony can pull the plug at any point. And mm-hmm. Well, that's just it. They don't want to give him too much of a, an indi- like a major role because then if they pull them out at the wrong moment, then they're stuck with a fucking cliffhanger and how do you feel mm-hmm. that, right? So, like... 
which is why he's, just, he's never just look at the first his... look at his first movie and you have like basically michael keaton is a better part of that movie than he is then look at the second one you, you can almost say, say the same thing for jake gyllenhaal so it's like well the and problem we, is we discussed is that, they... that on the no way home podcast but the thing is like he was never the best part about any of his movies that's true. Well, yeah, but also, also the problem is, is that in these movies, I mean, he's he's never Spider Man. Like, he's not Spider Man until the very, very end of No Way Home. Like, that is when he becomes Spider Man because in every movie, right, Homecoming, he's second fiddle to Iron Man. Iron Man is his mentor, and he's essentially the sidekick to Iron Man. In his second movie, it's after Endgame, so Iron Man he's is dead. With the death, yeah. And and now he's yep. dealing with trying to find somebody else to latch on to because he's dependent on people to be a hero. So what does he do? He latches on to uh, Mysterio because Mysterio feels that mentor vibe for him and then gets stabbed in the back by him. Then in his third movie, he really doesn't have anybody. Then all of a sudden, the other Spider-Man come in. And so after he loses May, those other Spider-Man are there to kind of help him grow into who he's supposed to be because he can't even use Doctor Strange as like a mentor type of thing because Doctor Strange is weird and, you know, off or whatever. So, but then finally at, at the end of that movie, he realizes that, you know, in order to be Spider-Man, you need to embrace all this loss that you have like the other Spider-Man did and those other universes. And so then at the end of No Way Home, he finally embraces the fact that he, nobody knows who he is and he has to do everything on his own, so he makes his own suit. He goes out there and listens to the scanner to try to get crime. Like, he becomes Spider-Man. He uses yeah. that pain of Zendaya not knowing who he is, of Ned not knowing who he is, and he just takes that and he becomes Peter Parker, he becomes Spider-Man, and that's the movie now I want to see. Now I want to see him now, after all this has happened, because now he's the, the Peter Parker we should have had in Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. They wrote that great, but, like, at this point, do you trust them to write that Spider-Man? Depends no. on who the writer is. As long as, as long as as long as it's not maybe so maybe if it's not um what's his face there the guy who directed Watts. all these movies like if he's not in yeah Watts if he's not really involved or whatever and you get somebody who now knows this Spider Man that he's becoming and writes it to that then sure then I would I would I would be more trusting of it but the problem is is that all I can think about is that Marvel is just gonna shoot him back down to. You know, uh, he's going to ask Doctor Strange, to, you know, remember he's that he a, was Peter Parker or something, and then no, he's just going to fuck it all up he's again. Gonna go, like, he's going to go to college, and his roommates are going to be Bobby Drake and Johnny Storm, and they're going to do it with Spider-Man <laughs> and his amazing friends. And he's still going to be tied in with the Marvel characters. So Sony can can't has a hard time just yanking him out. Please, Brent, don't don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Don't mm -hmm. get my hopes up. Don't do this to me. All right. They're not going to do Spider Man and his amazing friends. They're not going to do any of that nonsense because you know what? Like, that would be too smart of them to do. That would be the again, greatest like, idea for them to do. But you know what? They're not going to. Why? Because they're like, going to put Spider Man in some fucking King Super Secret Wars fucking bullshit. And then he's going to be like, 
I'm Spider-Man, but I can't tell you who I am because if you know who I am, then everybody from other universes come back and know who I am. So nobody can know who Peter Parker is. Well, you know what I mean? So they're going to do some well, stupid yeah. shit like that. Um, but, like, I'd rather see, like, especially, like, like, okay, we're bringing those two back for Spider-Man. You gave closure to a story. You kind of helped fill out a fucking Tobey Maguire's character so he wasn't just standing around being a fucking sad-looking Tobey Maguire, right? He wasn't just emo dancing in the background. So, yeah. like, that's fan service where, like, you actually use it. But, like, with something like Wolverine and Deadpool, like, that one yeah. I'm not so hyped on because, like Brendan said, fucking, you closed off Logan's story. Like, you said yeah. goodbye to Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, and then you brought them back under Disney. So it's like, well, fuck those. Like, yeah. everything now, is sacred. Now, if they did this, if they did this everything before Everything is sacred, but only, only for a certain time period, right? Mm. Well, so if they like, did this before Logan, of, then it would have probably been better. I think. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah but, like, yeah. it's not before Logan. It's now. Exactly. So, like, exactly. to bring him back instead of just being like, okay, we need to set our future. Like, who's our next Wolverine? We'll cast yeah. him and put him in a Deadpool movie. Like, using the fan service of, like, hey, Hugh Jackman's back. Just kind of, it, yeah. it just reeks of desperation. Like, now, it feels like now, the wrong kind of fan service. I agree. Now, I... Now, with both these examples, Wolverine, Spider-Man, you know, it's about getting closure, obviously, with the old characters. But for the things that start new stories, like, basically, like, all the legacy sequels, like your, uh, you know, your Blade Runner 2049s, your Creed's, what, what differentiates the good ones of those that do it well from, like, say, the bad ones? Like, well, like, like fan service stuff. Like, something like Creed, I'd argue it's good because it's... Like his story, yes, obviously, you know, connected to Rocky, but ultimately, I would argue it does, you know, he can stand on his own. Well, that's just it. Like, there's a torch pass moment. You know what I mean? And, like, to me, if you're going to do like a legacy thing, like, most of the problems is with, again, like we were talking about the last time we did one of these long rambles, like, it's the writing. Like, most mm -hmm. people, they don't give a shit to, like, pay attention to the minutia of what came before. So when they write something, mm -hmm. it's so one note, one focus that, like, they miss all the good. Like, like for RoboCop reboot, yep. right? Yep. Like, it's basically the same story, but there's none of the personality from the original, which is a fucking stone-cold yep. classic. Yep. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I agree. so, like, and even if you follow the story, you can go wrong. Cause like, yes, totally. And then you just, you just gave me. Yeah, oh, some oh. stories, a lot of them just don't need to be rebooted. And that's, Brandon, that's a big problem. Me. But like, if you have to, like, the best way to do it is have something that like moves to the next chapter mm -hmm. of your universe, respectfully says goodbye to your previous character as they like pass the torch to someone who's actually a worthy contender yep. for a torch pass, like someone who's worked and earned. Brendan, you, know you just I mean? gave me an opinion. You just gave me an epiphany well, also, as to how these these reboot sequel things can actually work, as opposed to, and I'm gonna get hate from Justin, but I thought Top Gun Maverick was a piece of shit. Um, but well, don't you don't you not even like? No, I mean I've only seen it um, once. It's not like I'm you know whatever. But you brought up Creed, and that's something that I sort of forgot about. Something like Creed works to me because. It doesn't necessarily need the Rocky shit. Like, you could take the Rocky shit out of it, change his name to something else, and it's still, wow. and it's still a decent, it's still a, mm. de okay, throw out, 
Well, you're still on the boner. You got to think. Okay. With without without Creed, no, it's not. It's not even. It's not even that. It's if you if you take Rocky out of the whole thing, like the whole point of it is that you know, um, this character of Adonis, he he, you know, finds out that his father was this well-known boxer, and yeah, sure, you can take away the name Rocky and put in you know Joe Barbera, and you know, and then that was the that was the famous boxer who who was with you know, Creed's father or whatever, okay. you know what I mean? But, but it, the fact that Rocky is in it, the fact that you had Stallone as part of the creative too, because what Coogler did, Coogler made it for a new generation, which was great because Coogler is great. And I add, what though, he like... did is he leaned on, he leaned on Stallone for some of the Rockyisms, for some of the other stuff. And so then that's what brought yeah. it together was that, you know, uh, Stallone was well enough to let them like just go on their own about it, but he was well, also there to help with the process. But, but there's I would another point. I disagree with that, Justin. To kind of like Rocky, you know, the point of his whole story in Creed is that you know Adonis. It's like they basically help each other learn to like you know fight their battles. You know, Adonis' <laughs> whole thing was like you know my favorite moment in that movie where he's like you know I want to prove it. Prove what you know that I'm not a mistake. That's basically like his whole story, like encapsulated mm-hmm. in like a few lines. Yeah. Yep. While Rocky, he literally tells Adonis, like, you know, you helped, uh, what was it, like, you helped me learn how to get my fight back. I mean, you could do mm-hmm. that outside of a Rocky movie, you know, a boxing but, movie. Uh, uh, like, uh, really, like, the Rocky stuff, like, it's just, I, uh, what, added lore, I guess, on top of it. Like, that story yeah. pretty easily, I feel like, works I get, without I Rocky. If, like if, if you, you, you can do it, you can do it without Rocky, but I think you lose yep. some of the heart. I think but you at lose the same, some of the, there's, the, there's the, a very important toughness. Dis- you know, there's a very important like, distinction between Creed and a lot of these reboots too. It's not Rocky, comma Creed. They didn't use mm-hmm. Rocky's branding. They didn't use the fucking. It wasn't like, Rocky Seven. Fucking, no, like they they wanted. They tried to stand on their own with their branding. Like yeah. when you look at Ghostbusters 2016. Like that used the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. font, used the Ghostbusters logo, and it was just oh, remember we're Ghostbusters, so throw in a fan service oh, moment oh, that doesn't service anybody here, yep. like every fucking where. Whereas yeah. you look at Afterlife, which is it not a perfect movie, but like handled much better. It's a it's a torch pass in a way. It it's a lot it, it, within that one franchise in in a what seven year span, you can actually look at like how to do it where it's just yep. fan service that's right. wrong. And fan service that's like on the right track, if not yep. I well guess, used. I, I guess my thing yeah, is, and I will. John, I like what you said about it. Uh, how it's not called Rocky Seven. Uh, like you're right, it's called Creed. You know, Creed Two is called mm-hmm. you know Creed Two. It's it's the second part mm-hmm. of his I guess story. My, yeah, mm-hmm. it stands on its own. Thing, it's not branded as Creed Rocky. Two, like, and I again, I realize this as we're talking, and compare it to you know something like Maverick or. Uh, Force Awakens, even like it—it it was something where they took the story that existed and moved it forward. It wasn't—it wasn't some creatively vapid, fucking bankrupt thing like Maverick or or uh, Force Awakens. And, and the Creed character like, wasn't wasn't instantly perfect. Like he went through a character journey. He meets Rocky. They change each other's lives. They both grow from that. Like that is a perfect he earned the torch pass and he got the torch pass. I guess like, for it me was, it's not it, it was it's done not like perfectly a, to... you know 
Creed does not is not a fucking story beat for story beat remake of Rocky One. You know, and that's no to me that's what no, Maverick not. is, and that's why it's a piece of shit. That's what the Force Awakens. Oh, uh, not really. Right. I mean, the, the problem. Like, the problem. Not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Maverick is not beat for beat. Yeah. Top gun, the first close. one. But, but the, 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 the way it's not that big is that, um, you know, you have a character who, you know, is brought back. Okay. So, right then and there, bringing Pete Mitchell back into the limelight of this movie, you would automatically say, oh, they're going to do him like Luke. They're going to do him like whatever. You know, pick. You know, they're gonna I do one like Indiana Jones. Like He's you know, asshole. stuff like that. <laughs> so, well, that, he's an asshole in the first one, and so, um, so what they did is they brought him back, right? And they tried to humanize him by putting him around all these characters that are, you know, pulling him in each different direction. You know, you're getting a little bit of the backstory of him, what happened after Goose died. And stuff like that, and you know, you're bringing you're bringing some like substance to this movie that had no substance. I mean, you know, it, it's a great movie. It's it's a it's a fun action movie. You know, it has heart in it because of you know the death of Goose and the relationship between the two of them, then the relationship between him and Iceman and stuff like that. So it is a great movie in that aspect, but it's not like a it's not there for that. Like that's not what the story is. But now you've added that extra layer of, you know, Maverick trying to get back into Rooster's good graces. And then you also have him dealing with the fact that he can't teach anybody and stuff like that. So you have him back at Top Gun as a teacher instead of a student this time. And now you see somebody who shouldn't be a teacher become somebody who can mentor the group, you know, and then you have, um, you know, you have that r- relationship between him and Iceman come back up in that scene with him and Val Kilmer, and you know you have that, that whole thing great. going on, on and it's the whole idea of that he can't, and and it's the whole idea that Maverick can't let go. For thirty five years, he's been holding on to the fact that his best friend died because of a mistake he made in the cockpit, and so he's been holding on to that for years. He was trying to do good by um, Meg Ryan. You know, he was trying to do good by by Rooster and everything else. And then he ends up pushing people away. He ends up being um, stuck, you know, in his life. He ends up being stuck in a life that maybe wouldn't have happened if things went differently. You know, obviously Penny is somebody who's been close to him in the past. Yeah, she was a... and And what's great about that is she was like a like a throwaway line in the first one. And they took her yep. back and they made her a significant part of this movie and a significant part of his story. And you also have that where now he's dealing with the fact that, you know, she has a daughter and she and her daughter has a fa- has a father who has a fiance or, a, you know, she has a stepmother who, you know, they don't care about yep. her. You know what I mean? And so it's like now he has to deal with the fact of like trying to make a family dynamic work where he basically blew up his adopted family of him and Rooster because of what he did to him. And so there's like that that character dynamic that Tom Cruise was able to bring to it. And okay, we can talk about how whatever about Tom Cruise. Um, We're not gonna get into that again. I, I will but, say they, they managed um, to make they managed, you know, to, make, they managed Mick to make Foley Tom Cruise guy. not an asshole by yeah. casting the only guy in Hollywood who's a bigger asshole than him as uh 
as Rooster because I can't stand fucking Miles Teller. Mm. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, but it's like you, but it's like you, you bring what was essentially a a popcorn '80s action flick, and you made it a movie about like <laughs> growing, growing older, and family ties and relationships and and trying to right the wrongs of the past and trying to move on from loss and grief and trying to mend fences and all yeah. that is in there and and they do as it you, all by, there, by covering there, it over with with like explosions and them in like real real planes flying over and blowing shit up and blah 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 like they got all that to get you in there but then they also layer in all this Yeah, other I guess stuff. go ahead. Brad. Now like the basic plot for this sounds like it'd be amazing if it was like Will Smith's character's plot for yep. the Armageddon two. I guess I just, I just, I just <laughs> hung up on yeah. like fucking uh, Independence just, Day too. Yeah, I know you got hung up on the whole like he's a captain for thirty years or something, and then that you the couldn't fact, enjoy the rest of the movie. I know, I get it. Ending from Star Wars too, like fuck that oh. shit. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I sent you that article. He technically could have been the. Depending on you know what year he became, you know, lieutenant in uh, '82. Yeah. I will have to give that. That was like what was what was the other thing? What was the other thing that got ruined for you? Oh, uh, the terminal list that got ruined for you because you were like, oh, NCIS yeah, would have arrested him no in like way, five minutes no of his show and boom, it's over. Well, in the book, yeah. I actually finished the book. He doesn't have the fucking arsenal in the book. Oh. He steals a bunch of guns from the from like yeah. the army or whatever. Okay, don't go too don't go too much into it because I'm only a few chapters into the audio. Oh, yeah, but that was right at the okay. top. I figured you would have gotten that already. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. I I, I wanted to pre-warn you before you started saying things. He already said it takes him a year to read a six hundred page book, so it's way better as a book. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Just the parts that I've read, like the whole like it changes like the whole like first four episodes of the show. Like if you had made all of this what the first four episodes of the show was, it would have been yes. so much better. But they just take everything and they smoosh it together and they try to make it about PTSD or whatever, which it doesn't come out great at all about PTSD. And it's like it yep. made it even worse. Like it's it's very confusing and whatever. But like and then and then we can even get into that sometime about how like, you know, books book adaptations and movies and shit like that, and like what they change and blah blah blah. Yeah, and like what yeah. is the... um one one I'd be curious to get your guys' thoughts on, yeah. You know, covered, you know, basically the comic book movies, the uh the legacy sequels, but when they do like those scenes that people interpret as fan service, what do you think of those? The example that I feel like is probably the most like debated, the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Good or bad and why why not? Well, it's I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll say for one, that's the only scene in Rogue One I actually like, probably because of the whole fan baiting thing. Uh, but two, it was awful because you just undercut the entire movie because I don't care about any I in Rogue One. When I watched it, I didn't care about any of those characters because of the way they were written. Um, and I knew they were all going to die. So I'm yeah, like, I don't care. Back. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care because you're well, all going to be dead. Disney would ever and, do that. Um, so, 
And so basically, like that whole Dude, idea, I love, like, I love Rogue One, man. turning on Best the lightsaber and him just fucking wrecking shop in that thing. Like I thought that was a great scene. And if you had taken that scene and put it in a different movie, it probably would have been great. But well, yeah, that's, that, that, if, that's probably if, what ruined that movie for me is the is the part that I like the most about it, which was him just wrecking right. shop with the lightsaber. If you know? more of the B plot of the movie had been Darth Vader figuring out that these guys were trying to steal information and tracking them down the hallway, it may mm-hmm. have worked better. But like it visually, it's cool. It should have been it it's something that would have fit in it more in an Obi Wan than it would in a Rogue One. I will mm. you know what I mean? Like Yeah, but yeah, had you had Vader chasing their asses all the way, like you, you wouldn't take a full movie I, to I do it. I will say for me, I mean, mm. and Brendan, you're asking what everybody thought of that as an example. Um, I be, I'm of the belief that the the context of where the character was before that has bearing because to me, the last time you see Vader before this movie comes out was the shit at the end of Revenge of the Sith where he's like, "Where is Padme? No!" And then you get you get the stuff in this fucking movie where he. The stuff in this movie where, yeah, Brent, you're right that it would probably fit better somewhere else because he hasn't really been a part of the movie all that much up to this point. But to be able to see Vader not a complete bitch at for any length of time was worth it to me in that moment. Yes, but if he's going to be such a... Just look at what they did with Vader in uh, Obi-Wan. went back on it. Honestly, I would have much rather of them had a uh, Lords of the Sith movie if anybody read that book. That book was fantastic. That's like the only book I really love from this new, uh, you know, book series thing, book universe, whatever it's called. Um, The Disney verse of Star Wars. Yeah, like that. Like, I wish they had that movie instead of Rogue One. Like, it would have made more sense because but it would have like, made him more likable from the prequels and it would have led into the, the the James Earl Jones at the beginning of the movie. Like, where are those plans? I want those plans. And then he just, like, starts, like, choking the shit out of people. Like, you know, like the Vader the he thing. is. All right. Yeah. If you want to do a Vader scene at the end of Rogue One and actually make Rogue One have extra meaning even in just New Hope, right? Instead mm-hmm. of Jin and fucking Andor getting killed yeah, off on the beach, going if I leave, have right? been captured by the Empire. I gotta go to bed. <sighs> it, okay, it should. Um, I'll deal with the recording tomorrow. Well, I think I think we should I think we should wrap this up anyway because it's been two hours. So okay, just let me get this one last point out. Yeah. Though. Um, if you take Andor and Jin or so and have them captured by the Empire and in a detention cell on the Death Star when mm-hmm. Luke blows it up in New Hope. That'd be a way more like impactful scene when he gives the like face, like, "Oh shit, did I just kill some of my like potential friends?" Like mm-hmm. without realizing it, like you could do that, and at the end of fucking Rogue One, instead of like have them blow up on the beach, have them like locked up in an Imperial detention center, like torture fucking rack, like Han Solo was an Empire, and you just have mm-hmm. Vader's fucking breathe and walk out of the shadows no, in are... the movie. I think we that would have been a better that... use. We already I know that what all Luke better... did was kill the contractors. <laughs> that was the second Death Star. Okay. No, that's, that is a good point. That would have been... That... 
So, like, you could have used Vader in that movie at the end in a way without having it be this, like, ooh, look at the visual fucking fan-baity moment. Like, and then, like I say, if you left them alive and had them in the Death Star when Luke blows it up after him and Leia escape without, like, them getting out, it, it kind of adds a little bit more emotion to the moment in New Hope. So it would have built into what's already there instead of fucking, like, just butting up against and being like, no, no, nice. no, we must not touch Yeah, it. I think this ended up being an excellent discussion. And we will have more of these about various topics over... Um, just just yeah. random mm -hmm. issues. Trends in the fucking industries, like news, whatever. Yep. Like just, I think just I think we should have at least a like a, you know, once a month or something, a news show where we just turn it into shit like this. Yeah, just a news show and like general discussion of like a trend that's happening that's okay. either bugs us or we're like, yeah, there's two. So sides we've been this, going we long enough. I'm like, I'm not gonna um, you know, I want to talk about what we have coming, but I'm not gonna go for too long. Two towers is coming, Return of the King is coming, Rings of Power is coming, She-Hulk, Andor, uh, Werewolf by Night, House of the Dragon, the Dragon uh, I, am seeing Amster I am seeing Amsterdam this week, yep. so I'll probably do like a 10-15 minute solo on that uh, before I leave for Greece. Well, I want to do Adam. it, but uh, they're okay. not showing it in the uh, Black so. Adam. I don't know if you remember, but I'm the first yep. one who actually brought uh, it Black up. Black Adam. Weeks. And then we might do a we might do you know, a super might, patch I was review. Uh, Boris sent me some know. crap on that. You might be better off doing that with him than with me because I really didn't like it that much. <laughs> um, All right. Well, so we'll, well, we'll see. Well, that's more me, reason uh, to get you. No, but I, mean, I barely super. remember anything about yeah. it. I saw it like a month ago, and I don't want to watch it again. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. There's also V for Vendetta yes, if you want to do that for that, November 5th. Save that for when that I come back. That's a great idea. idea. Um, I definitely want to do that. So, yeah, we will. I'll get the. This will be our. And then, I mean, that's uh, one of do... those, like, date timed movies that you want to. If you want to do it, it's perfect. Yeah, it's. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good marketing. Oh, yeah. And we do have. Uh, we do have plans for holiday stuff. So, right now, Josh has. Is Joshua Ween stuff again um, once a day throughout October, and then we'll also be doing Christmas stuff in nice. December. We are planning on doing a our own version we, of Twenty Five Days of Christmas. We, uh, so can I, can I pull some executive privilege? Can we do Die Hard and put it out on the fourteenth, which happens to be my birthday? Sure, cool. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, sure. Excellent. All right, so I think that pretty much covers everything we wanted to hit here. So uh, um, I will get this processed, and this will be our Thursday show um, once we get to there. So then if you cool. Cool. it'll be yeah. an extra long episode because I think this may be our longest episode because it's been I way over two hours. This on the plane. Uh, so yeah, oh, yeah I this was we did actually a pretty good one. So all right, boys, yeah. I will be. You know, I'm leaving. Not leaving until Friday, so I'll be around for couple days yet um you're leaving I'm 11 hour flight, 12 hour flight, something like that <laughs> oh boy a lot of reading thanks so he knows when yeah, he's gonna be back again min midnight on the where is after this time cruise greece and turkey greece so we're Ooh. yep so we're flying to uh athens greece 
boat takes off from there, goes to a couple cities and islands and stuff, goes to Turkey, circles back, circles back to Greece, and then we're getting back on a plane, coming back here. And then I will be, I'll be off. So a nice, nice little yep, and I'll be off for the. I decided to take. The week. I decided to take the week we come back off because the last time we went to Europe, I went back to work right away, and I was so time zone fucked. I had no clue where. I had no clue. Oh, where, yeah. I had no clue where I was. Oh yeah, the, yeah, it happened to a. Yeah, it happened to a guy that came back to work yeah. after going to Hawaii, and he was just like, he's like, I would be waking up right now, yep, I, and it's I lunchtime. Get... For like the two I'm weeks after dude. we came back, we did a cruise to Europe a couple years ago, and the first. Like, honestly, for almost a month after we came home, every day I was just like, I don't know what time it is. I don't know where I am. Like, where am I supposed to be? Like, it was just, ugh. So hopefully that... Just, yep. yeah, what even is... Depends on what the definition is, is. Well, fucking... Okay. Uh, so. Well, usually in the summer, I go down to Newfoundland to visit friends, and like, they're a half yeah. hour in the difference from where I'm at. And that is so it's, fucking weird yeah, to try and adjust to for two weeks. Hour. Like it's really weird. Weird community. Yeah. Well, they're halfway when the time zones were put in, they weren't technically a oh. part of Canada. Like they weren't officially part of the nation. So like they were like, Okay, well you can go with Greenwich time or you can go with Canada time. Wow. And they're yeah, like, Yeah, we'll go half. And it's just like, uh, no, no, the whole point of this is to go even so we can manage things. And they're like, No, 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 <laughs> of course we'll go will. half. It's like, all right, Newfoundland, you do. All right, boys, this was fun. Um, so I will, I'll get this posted for Thursday, and we'll continue with the Halloween stuff, the October stuff, obviously. And if anybody else has anything they want to do while I'm gone, go nuts. Um, Maybe you'll get a Justin Rookie seventh first episode. Nice. Ooh, ooh, yes. The audience doesn't know that name, but you soon will. Nice. All right, gentlemen, see you around. See you later, right? Always a pleasure. And he didn't end the ball. He didn't. How do I exit? Hold on.